Okay, good evening everyone. Thanks for coming over here, everyone. It's unbelievable. Shir is growing exponentially. It's really, really special to see so many people come out on a Thursday night to learn. It's heartwarming. Anyways, just keep on telling your friends that they should come and bring their friends because it's important. It's important to learn Hasidus. In any case, uh, we're holding, we're starting tonight as Pashas Yisroi. We're going to learn a discourse. It's called Bir Al-Anal. It's an explanation on a Maimah we learned two years ago. And two years ago, we spent two weeks learning this, the, the, the initial discourse. Uh, one was we learned on Pashas Yisro, and the other one, two weeks later, Pashas Truma, we con- concluded the Maimah. That was two years ago, 2015. Now, in Tafshin I and Zion, we're going to learn the beer, the explanation on that mimer. Um, and as we discussed many times, that the Alter Rebbe would say a beer on the memoriam, where he would explain things a, a, a little bit more uh, kabbalistically. This beer over here is Baruch Hashem. I think, I hope, um, not as difficult, and hopefully we should be able to learn it. And hopefully Hashem will increase our our knowledge and understanding. And the main thing is that the godly Light, the godliness of the mimer should shine forth. Okay, bir alanal. He see initially the mimer is zacher asyom shabbos lekacho. Remember this week we have the ten commandments, and the Torah says remember the day of Shabbos to make it holy. And the sages tell us that in the other aseres adibros, when it's repeated the second time in Devarim. It says, Shomer es Yom HaShabbos Lekacho, guard the day of Shabbos. So the sages say that Zachar and Shomer Hashem said together in one saying, Masha'ein hapeh yochel loimar, which a mouth can't say, ve'ein oizen yochel l'shmoya, and which an ear cannot hear. And yet, God said what no man can say, two things, two, two, um, Two commandments or two utterances in the same, same breath, in the same, exactly together. And yet, and we, because of our unique moment of Matan Torah, we were lifted up to a place that we can receive it. The Rebbe asks in the Mimer, in the main discourse, what's the point of that? Why did Hashem have to throw us a miracle? If He wants to tell us both things, tell us what He doesn't have any time. <laughs> He's running out of time. I mean, anything more important than the Ten Commandments being given? Spend an extra two minutes and tell us Zachar How long does it take to say the word Zachar? It's actually two seconds. Zachar v'shamar. Zachar. He could have said, Zachar v'shamar asyeim ha-shabbos. So what was the point of saying them together? Um, and if it was a miracle, okay, well, what is the miracle necessary to do that? Um, then he goes on to ask the question, Bechlal, we know that by Matan Torah, we need a better understanding on the whole idea of the giving of the Torah. Because we know that it was such an important event that all the Jewish people were there. And all future souls were there. And, the, and we understand the importance, of course, is giving the Torah. But the question is, what's the point of having a soul there that, without a body? Mela, the Jews that were there to hear it with their bodies, we can understand. Because Kabbalah Torah means you're accepting the Torah which means you are taking upon yourself to observe these mitzvahs. You're signing a contract. 
So, if you're alive with a body, you can sign a contract because you're making that commitment as a, as to your body and your soul together. But if you're if 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 your neshama is only there, like us, we weren't there physically. Our souls were there. To what benefit are we going to have if the soul is going to commit itself to the mitzvahs? If the only reason we are sometimes tempted or lazy or whatever it is that we don't want to do a mitzvah, our abstention or 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 difficulty or whatever we. Um, uh, Resistance, so to speak, to do a mitzvah is coming from the body, not from the soul. And if the body is not a participant, so if the soul can scream from today till tomorrow, I'm going to do it, you don't know if the body is coming along. The body has to do the mitzvah. It's a joint endeavor, a, a, a joint uh, exercise of body and soul together. So to what purpose are you going to have when the neshamas are there without the body? Then he asked another question. What happened in Matan Torah? They gave, they gave, they gave the Torah. They gave 10 commandments. How many commandments are there? 613. So what was given then? What really was given? They say, you're accepting that. And what's with the rest of it? Ah, you made a commitment to everything else. Okay, fine. So then, what's the toichen? What's the real content? You can't, basically saying, it can't be about the mitzvahs that Hashem gave us. Because the mitzvahs that Hashem gave us, He only gave us a tiny portion of that. And the rest of it came 40 years during the time of Midman Moshe kept on coming down and telling the Jewish people, uh, more mitzvahs as the time, you know, in the 40 years. So Kabbalah's Torah really was taking place for 40 years. Is it just because this was the initiation? Because of that we're calling it Kabbalah's HaTorah, the whole Torah? And the Alter Rebbe gives a very, very Gishmaka answer. A very deep answer, very fundamental thing. And that will explain why Nishamis had to be there, why every soul had to be there. It's not because of the commitment. Because... As we said before, uh, a commitment like this, and you say in Hebrew, laf, uh, in, 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 in Gemara language, laf shmei commitment is not called a commitment. Because you, you, only half of you is committing. The half of you that's anyways excited to go. That's not a real commitment. So it's not because of commitment. It's also not because we received the instructions. Because we got very little instructions. But there was one thing that was given to us then that was given to us only then and we needed to all be there to receive that. And that is, even though we, it's all, again, we only got a few mitzvahs, but that the mitzvahs were really secondary. There is something much stronger or deeper that was given to us at that time. And that is what really counts. And what is that? The Rebbe says simply the power to do a mitzvah. The power to study Torah. That was given to us. We were empowered that our mitzvahs and our Torah that we study is going to produce a godly effect. In other words, at Matan Torah, Hashem wired us up. He attached the wires to each and every one of us. A person who is not a Jew, who will do the exact same motions of munching a cracker on the 15th night of Pesach, or wrapping leather straps in the morning, or shaking the exact four species of fruit on Sukkot, or blowing in a horn on Rosh Hashanah, or eating latkes on Hanukkah, is not going to accomplish anything besides gain weight from the latkes, get exhausted from blowing his shofar, and shake nice flowers on or vegetarian, nothing. He's not going to have any godly effect 
as a result of his activity. We the Jewish people, as a result of our every mitzvah we do, when we give a little tzedakah, we cause a storm of divine light to, to come pouring into the cosmos. Why? Because we are connected. We have that, call it a Wi-Fi connection. It, it registers in our soul, but only in a Jewish soul. You know why it registers in our soul and a Jewish soul? Because we stood at Har Sinai, and we were there who God implanted a chip into our neshama that communicates with the infinite. So our actions make a difference. Whoever stood at Har Sinai received that chip. Whoever did not stand in Har Sinai didn't receive that download, that chip. They cannot do it. Not angels, not not, uh, not and, and no human beings. Even the most refined, finest Gentile. They go to the mikvah, they take upon themselves to become a ger, they go through the process of geris. Well, then they receive a neshama that stood at Har Sinai. But again, it was only a one-time event that God downloaded that download in which he created a connection between people, creations, neshamas. And that's why we can understand why every neshama had to be there. Because if you, even if you couldn't make a commitment yet, your neshama needed to get that download in it so that it can later, whenever its time is going to come in history, could be the neshama is only going to land in a body 3,000 years later, like our neshamas. And it's only going to, therefore, um, use that power three and a half thousand years later. Doesn't make a difference. The power was given to us at that time and at that time only. And that, according to the Alter Rebbe, is Matantor. That's the theme that he's talking about over here. Then he's going to explain, in the mind, he's going to explain, no, why Taka that Hashem only give it to the soul, to, to Jewish neshamas. So he's going to explain that there is something about our neshamas that, 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 is, that is a keli, it's a, it's a vessel to receive that download. In other words, there is something in our neshamas that are mukhshar. Mukhshar means they are prepared to receive it. But again, the fact that you have a neshama doesn't do it. Avram Avinu had a neshama, Yitzhak had a neshama, Yaakov had a neshama, very, very high neshamas, very powerful. They couldn't do it. Their mitzvahs did not have the same reaction above. Our mitzvahs do. Because we received it at Matan Torah, that power that Hashem should be drawn. There should be godly flow in our mitzvahs. And as we're going to see, not just godly flow, but the power, the real power that we're talking about is the pure, pure Ein Sof. That we should be able to reach, tap into, connect to the Ein Sof in our mitzvahs. That's a big deal. Then the Rebbe is going to explain that it's, it's given to us, it's given to our neshamas uh, because of the quality of the neshama over Malachim. But then he's going to add another thing. The neshama itself even as great as the neshama is, can't, wouldn't either have the power, it's only the combination of body and soul together. Because the body contributes something that the soul can't contribute. The soul, I'll, I'll say very briefly, the soul has the connection, the body provides the dynamite. And when the dynamite is released into the soul, which the soul has the connection, then the neshama can draw down in a mitzvah what it can do. So souls in heaven can't do it. Bodies or any other creature in the world cannot do it. But when a soul comes down in a body together, that's when they can activate this power that they got at Har Sinai. 
which the neshama got on Har Sinai, and to bring godliness into this world and to make, to connect this world with the Ein Sof, which is what we do with all mitzvahs. But we needed to have that empowerment, and that's the Mimer. Now let's learn. He may love and to understand Shairish Inyan Matan Torah, the Kabbalah Satorah, to understand the root. To understand the root of Matan Torah, the Kabbalah Satorah, and the receiving of the Torah. Mahu, Ma in Yonah, what is the Inyan? What is the Inyan of Matan Torah? In a call, Hatayro mitzvahs, behold all the Torah mitzvahs, and Bechinas, Yichud Oirin Saif, Baruchu Ba'ilamais. All of Torah mitzvahs is the unification of the Oirin Saif. I just taught the whole mimer in three, in three sentences. You missed the short version, so now you're going to have to sit through the long version. In a call, Hatayro van mitzvahs, and Bechinas, Yichud Oirin Saif, Baruchu Ba'ilamais. There has to be a consequence for coming a few few minutes late. There you go. So then, what does it work? In a call, a Torah mitzvahs. All the Torah mitzvahs and bchinas. What does Torah mitzvahs do? Yichud oirin soif ba'olamais. That's what Torah mitzvahs does. It accomplishes a unification of the infinite one and the worlds. That's our business in Torah mitzvahs. That's what we get in Chasidis. Without Chasidis. That's not, that's not where our focus is. The focus of Torah Mitzvah is to become a better person, to go to Olam Haba. Chassidus comes along and Chassidus teaches us, no, the focus of Torah Mitzvah is to unify the creation with the Creator, to bring God down into this world. What for? Because that's what He wants. And as we, where do we see this idea that this is the whole point of Torah Mitzvah? And as the Chazal say, L'shem yichud kutsha before we do a mitzvah, we say to cause a unification of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with what? With the Shekhinah. Shekhinah is what? Shekhinah is the world. Why Shekhinah is not the world? Shekhinah is the power of God that is invested in the world. What is HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu represents the transcendental infinite, the Ein Sof, Kadosh. Kadosh means remove. What is the purpose of all of mitzvahs? L'Shem Yichud, to cause a unification between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah, which means between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the world, which is going to be revealed when? Bimeru B'yameinu, any moment, by the coming of Mashiach. When this world will be filled with the Orein Saif, as a consequence of the, of, the, of the culmination of all the mitzvahs that all the Jewish people did from Matan Torah until today. And the Hainu, and he explains, in what does that mean? B'chinas Yehudi, the higher Yichud, what is the higher yichud? The higher yichud is the godly revelation that is in, in the world of Atsilos is called Yehudi Allah. Yehudi Allah is a state of existence where there is not Einoid Malvade, there's nothing but God. Obviously, that's higher than the experience of our creation. Our existence and our life, we are living in a realm where we are very much somebodies. We are very much a Mitzias. We all feel ourselves, know ourselves, and very much about ourselves. Even in the more spiritual worlds, they too have a sense of their own, own beingness, their own consciousness. Only in Atsilus, which is the world of emanation, is that we're dealing with a, a realm that is completely unified with God, with the Ein Sof. It's called Yehudi Allah, the higher unity, where it's pronounced, Einoid Malvadoi, there's nothing but God. And what was God's desire? That that, that and that's not an Olamais, that, that's called HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Atsilus is not a world of Shekhinah. Atsilus is a world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's... 
Kaddish Baruch Hu generally represents the spheros of Atzilus. They're called a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's, it's Kaddish, it's higher than the world. And over there, it's perfect unity with God. Il v'chayil v'garmul echad. God is one with, his, with, his, with, with, with the spheros, with the attributes, with the lights, with the vessels. Shem is totally one. But that's up there. Then there is the three lower worlds, Bri, Yetzir, and Asiya, which constitute the real element of creation, and Shechina, which is our, which is the world kind of that's separated from God. Like Chava was separated from Adam to become a separate entity, to become a Metzias onto a row. And But what's the purpose? That Adam and Chava could get married again and become one. They should become one. So too, God separated the Shechina with the world so that we can get married to Him and become one, to, one, one with Him. And that's the idea. The higher unity should reveal itself where to be Yehudatata and the lower unity. The higher unity should reveal itself in the lower unity. What does that mean? In the lower physical worlds. What's the lower physical world? In the lower physical world, in where God's unity is not sensed, experienced, and felt. Quite on the contrary, there is a unity. Let's understand something. The lower worlds also experience a unity. But it's a much lower unity. It's, 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 it's that God is the boss. That's the unity. Hashem is the controller of it. There is a world. That's what it says. There is other things besides Hashem. God, and they cannot exist without God's power. And therefore they surrender to Hashem. That's the lower, that's the lower, that's the way angels feel and sense. They are Hashem. And for sure, us, we struggle even with acknowledging that God is the boss. Sometimes we don't want to feel that way. But whatever it is, that's the state of consciousness we're in. That's called the lower unity. When Mashiach will come, we will be living in the same consciousness like the living in Atzilus. That why? Einoid Movada. Why? Because the 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 transcendental revelation of God is going to be revealed in the world, in the physical creation. And we're all going to be one with our Creator, one with God. Total fusion. Like in, it says, not in this Mimer, but in the longer version, he says, There should be one corresponding to one. Just like the oneness above should reveal itself down here on that same level of oneness. Total fusion and total connection with God. And what does that mean? That means that there should be a hashpa, there should be through Torah and mitzvahs, what do we accomplish? We accomplish, there should be a hashpa. Hashpa means an influence. From the sovev. Sovev means God's transcendental energy that is bigger and therefore not constricted to the creations. Infinite and ain't sov. The sovev kalalman should be drawn down libchenas mamale kalalman to the shechina that's called mamale. What's mamale? Mamale is the indwelling godliness that is within the creation where God fits himself to the parameters of the creation which consequently make us feel as if we are something. Because God contracts himself to give us a sense of beingness. So mitzad the let's go over this. From the perspective of the mamalakalalman, we are, God is our creator, but we are something as well. And we're so we're, we're not. but from the perspective of the soviv kalalman, which is the infinite light of God, as is, all of, create, all of existence is totally nullified to God and there's nothing but Him. And the purpose of Torah and mitzvahs is that we should draw down the sovev into the mamale so that we can attach ourselves to the infinite and thereby we become one with the infinite in God Himself. Now where do we see 
that Torah and mitzvahs increases God's presence in the world. Who says that? Where do we see that Torah and mitzvahs? That's what we're saying. We're saying as a result of all the Torah and mitzvahs that we do, we increase God's presence. Up till now, there is a minimal energy which God gives to the creations to sustain them. And through Torah and mitzvahs, we bring down God himself, not just his rays, his lights, which is this mamalakal oven. The Abishter himself, and we become unified with him. Where do we see that? Well, the Torah says that what? So if you're not learning it according to Hasidus, you miss it. The Torah says, a whole parasha, in telechu, if in my statues you will go, I will give you rain, I will give you this, I will give you, I'll give you a bunch of blessings. Then it also says in Parshas, Vahoya im Shamoya, Tishmu, if you're going to listen, El Mitzvah side to the mitzvahs, if you're going to listen to these commandments, then I'm going to give you your rains, Venasati, Metar Artsacha, Beito, Yore, Malka. We say it every day in the Shema. It's a contract God made with us. So simply people read it if you're not thinking deeply. What does it mean? It's time. If Hashem says, You'll be a good boy, I'm going to reward you. You're going to be a bad boy, I'm going to punish you. That's a simple meaning. But when we go deeper than that, where is rain? Rain is life. And who is life? God is life. When it says it's gonna, tomorrow there's going to be a storm here. That's what the weather says. Who knows? We're going to see. That doesn't mean necessarily just because they say so. It doesn't mean so. But if there's going to be, what does it mean? It means that Hashem is being present in the world to a great Rain is life. That's God. The fact that it says that through as a result of your mitzvahs, it's going to rain, means as a result of your mitzvahs, the Abishter is going to be here more. Like it says, I will give you rains in the time. If you will listen, he's bringing from Tupsukim. He's bringing from And he's bringing from and Parshas Ekev. And even though he's saying, what does that mean? What do you mean? God's presence in the world is dependent on Torah and mitzvahs. And if we don't do Torah and mitzvahs, that means there's no world? No, there is. Because God promised Noah that he's never going to destroy the world. And even though there's already a covenant that has been, that has been sealed. Bekeshes. Uh, when Hashem did, made, made it with, a, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the rainbow. All the way from the days of the marble. And what was the, what was the contract that God made? The promise that he made? That's all the days of the earth. Zerah. The world, the world will, will always will be consistent. Sarah, there will be the time of planting, the katsir, and the time of harvesting, the kayat, and summertime, the choref, and winter, the yoim, the and day and night. This is only what enough to sustain the world. This is to keep things going based on what, as things have been established. In the order of evolving worlds. In the order of evolving worlds, when God set up the system of creation, Hashem set up a minimal amount of energy that Hashem allocated life. How, and we spoke about this a while ago. There's a certain kav. A kav is this, is this measuring power that measures out exactly how much energy each creature, each world, each, each galaxy receives. Well, that's what it's needed. And that's it. That God never cuts off. Then he made a contract with Noah, he's not going to destroy it. But that's just basic. But then, what is Avaliyah? But when we want to draw down new light, and new light over here doesn't mean just quantitative, quantity, more energy, more brach. 
It means a whole new realm, because all of this is only the ray, a tiny little chitzainius, the external ray of God's light. It doesn't have anything of the Ebishter himself. It's just of his power, of his emanation, of his light that goes forth. But to draw Hashem down himself into the world, which of course, when he himself comes, the bracha that happens in the world is exponentially greater. It's unbelievable, the blessing. And at that time, there's no more illness and sickness, and there's nothing lacking, and there's wealth and an and, and endless blessing for that's for sure. But the main that's all but that's all the chitzainiyas, shabbat The real panemius of that is, is that our souls are filled with the presence of Hashem Himself, and we melt into Him, and we are Him, and He is us, and it's we live happily ever after for all of time in this unbelievable, high, beautiful, deep state of union with God. In order that there should be a new ray from the Sovev, and added blessings, to get a chidush. It's interesting, he's, he's, he's using a term of a machadesh, which is the part of the natural, that Hashem renews the, the day every day, but I, he's not using it in that context. He's using it for a chiddish to come into my Seberatius. Something totally out of the box, something totally new, something totally beyond the kav, not the little kav, but to draw down the entire soivev into the world. Nasa, that, is, that happens, that is accomplished through Torah mitzvahs. Like we see, where do we see that Torah mitzvah increases the vitality and the energy of creation to a whole new level? Like it says that Hashem put Adam Arisha and we're in Gan Eden. And what was his purpose? What did he tell him to do in Gan Eden? To work the garden and to guard the garden. And what do the rabbis say? To work the garden through positive commandments. And to guard the garden through what? Prohibitive commandments. That means, and what does a gardener do to a garden? He, he makes the garden much better. He brings forth all the power and potential of the garden that's not going to be brought forth without a gardener. So Hashem put Adam Arishan in Gan Eden to increase the light of Gan Eden. Now Gan Eden is what? Gan Eden is the panemius of the world. That's Gan Eden. Gan Eden is a deeper inner part of the world. If you go to the panemius of the world, you get Gan Eden. And in every world, the innermost of that world is the Gan Eden. So when it says that as a result of Torah and mitzvahs, we increase the pleasure of Gan Eden. The neshamas that are in Gan Eden are suddenly filled with ecstasy and bliss far more than they've had naturally in Gan Eden. Suddenly Gan Eden is filled with unbelievable beauty and light. That really means that from Gan Eden it's going to come into the rest of the creation as well. When Gan Eden is in, Gan, is in a real state of, of, of blessing, it will translate into blessing in the chitzainius of the worlds as well. If the soul of the world is healthy, the body of the world will be healthy. In other words, it will increase the bracha everywhere. But what do you see? What accomplishes that? How is it going to do it? Adam Arishan. Through what? Through doing the mitzvahs. Lasa is Ganeiden. To make the Ganeiden, the Tainu Ganeshamis, and to increase and to bring about the pleasure of the souls. Shanasa. So how does this happen? It happens through the Sovev Kalalman which is what is outside of the experience of the world, because it's sovev. Sovev means bigger and higher, and that the creations can't fathom it, and therefore they can't tap into it. They don't know it. It's beyond them. It's outside of their experience. And we're, we're saying that we want to draw that sovev down. So now he's going to bring us back to something that we learned last week. In order for the sovev, kolalman, 
to make its way, to funnel its way into the creation, it needs to do, throw, do so through a yutke vavke. Because we learned last week, this one we last week we learned about the higher yutke vavke, the lower yutke vavke. Because when, from God, if a God would allow his light to come directly into the world, as is, it will destroy the Olamites. And you do a mitzvah today from mitzvah today till tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to come right in and, 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 and nullify the, the creation because we are created with borders and boundaries. And here you're, 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 you're removing the dam and, you're, and, and allowing the waters of the, of, the, of, the, of the big massive reservoir as it is, like the, the, they were scared over there in Orville, to come down as is, not through pipes. It can't come without pipes. It's not going to come. It's going to destroy the whole village. It's going to destroy the whole place. So it has to be, we want more, we want the essence of God, but we need Him to come through in a manner in which He doesn't overwhelm and destroy us, and that is through a yud kevavke. The yud is condensing it, contracting it to a point that we're able to receive. From that point, God then estimates our, our abilities, that's the hay, in which He's stretching out that point and seeing exactly how He's going to give it to us. Then He draws it down, and then, hey, he delivers it into our space. And that's a yud kevavke. Therefore, the channel from the solvev into the mamale is through a yud kevavke. And therefore, every mitzvah creates a yud kevavke. That's what a mitzvah is. You're doing the plumbing of making a new yud kevavke. You're setting up new pipes to allow a new hamshacha from the orain sof into the olamos. And that's what you've done. You created yud kevavke. You are mamshach. You brought it. That's why Hashem signs off in every mitzvah, Ani Hashem, I am God. By doing this, you're going to make the Ani Hashem that I should be Hashem. Now what's the deeper meaning, Ani Hashem? Ani means me, as I am higher than any definition. That's why the word Ani, if you rearrange the letters, you get the word Ayin. Me, as I am unidentified with anything, and therefore I'm infinite, I, I don't have any definition. I'm not black, yellow, green, purple, or any color, or any, anything. I'm endless, I'm, I'm beyond definition. Ani, however, the ayin, the nothingness, I will channel myself first into the yud, k, vav, k, so that I can infuse myself into the creation and thereby increase your ganeden and eventually increase everything that's in this world with abundant blessing of God Himself. Until the world and Hashem are totally one. So that this is accomplished. And last week we learned that the main koyach to do that is Mitzrayim. Remember what we learned last week? That the dafka Remember, it's gavaldig. Last week we learned that we made the yud kevavke. Yud kevavke throughout b'mitzrayim, through our telling ourselves no. Remember, last week we learned through us telling ourselves no, through us constricting say, through us breaking our egos and saying no. That we make ourselves into a yud. We constrict ourselves. That causes the Abish also to constrict himself into, an, into a yud. The no has to become before the yeah. That's what we learned last week. Here he doesn't go into that. He's, here he's just saying the general idea that we, through a mitzvah, we create a yud kevavke. Through the mitzvah, it accomplishes, it accomplishes a tzimtzum, which is the yud, the hispashtos, and then a hey, which is expansion, and then a vav, which is a hamshacha, and then a hey, which is another expansion. And all of this is through the havaya, which is exactly that. Tzimtzum, the hispashtos, contraction and expansion, hamshacha, or drawing down, the hispashtos, and, and, and an expansion. For who al yadei 
And this is accomplished through Torah. The Torah has that power. The Torah translates, here the Gavaldigan put it in a sentence. The Torah translates the Sovev Kalalman into the Mamala Kalalman. Follow? The Torah takes the Sovev, the transcendental, translates it in by creating that Yudke Vavke. Because all of the Torah is included in the Shem Havaya. All of the Torah is included in Shem Havaya. Now, what does that mean? In every mitzvah itself, you have the entire Yudke Vavke. But also, if you look at the entire Torah, there are mitzvahs that are Yud, there are mitzvahs that are Hey, and there are mitzvahs that are Vav, and there are mitzvahs. And the same is also mitzvahs. Yesh mehem shemenu mezes bebchenas yud. There are some mitzvahs that are indicative of the yud. The yesh bebchenas hey, and there are mitzvahs that are merames, which means they activate, they connect to, they 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 they, they are plugged into the hey. Uh, here he doesn't say. The, in different in different mimer he explains the yud. Let's say is which mitzvahs are Shabbos is yud because it's 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 related to chachma. Uh, Shabbos is yud. Limud Torah is yud. Um, tefillin, I think, tefillin shal roish, yes, yud. These are mitzvahs that are related to the yud, and there are mitzvahs that are connected to the hey of Hashem's name, the mitzvahs of yomim toivim, sukkah, makifim debina. You sit in a sukkah, it's in a hey, it's a, it's a space, and then uchlal yom is bina, and the like. And then you have the vav, the vav is uh, 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 um, lulav, lulav, you see, the, 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 the arba minim is mainly vav. And also the mitzvahs that are mishpat, when you do judgment, when the Beisdin follows the laws of mishpatim, next week's parash of Eilam mishpatim, mishpat is emes, mishpatei Hashem emes, when you do the mishpatim and emes, that's the vav. Vav is called the ois emes, the, the, the letter of truth. And then finally, the latter hey, which is mainly through tzedakah, malchus tzedakah. So you have the various different mitzvahs, every mitzvah corresponds to another letter of the yudkei vavkei. And it is known in the Kriyashma Yud. If I have blemished the letter Yud. It's interesting. The Chiddush over here is because usually we think that you can only be pogame in the Yud, cause a blemish in the Yud by violating a mitzvah. Like, for example, someone does Avodazara. Avodazara corresponds to the Yud. It's the opposite of the Yud. It's doing a blemish in the Yud. And then if Chas V'Shalom, someone is pogame, it does a different Avera, it's a different letter. Right? So you'd think only the Losa says. But here he's saying, no, 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 that the Pegam in the letters come by not doing a Mitzvah Saseh, there's a Pegam in the letter as well. And the Alter Rebbe, not in here, but in this, in the Maimer, Tovkov Samachtes, which is the same Maimer, there he elaborates, he says, actually, not doing a Mitzvah is a much greater violation than the, than the prohibitions. And the reason for that is because in the mitzvahs, you have the opportunity to channel the ain't self. See, in a in a in a, in a losa say, chas a person is messing with the energy that's already in the yud or the energy that's in the head. So that's terrible. Says, but even worse than that is you had an opportunity to get the ain't self light into the yud, and not doing it is a blemish in the yud. That's why he says that for not doing a mitzvah, the punishment is bigger than for an avera for for losa say. Because by Losa say, each one has its punishment. This is this. For a mitzvah saseh, in the time when there was a basin, if someone outwardly said he doesn't want to do it, the basin had the right to beat him until he dies to do the mitzvah. Because what do you mean? <laughs> you, you, you can do this and you're not doing it? Well, that's you. They're allowed to do so. I don't, technically, I don't think basin ever did it. But it doesn't make a difference if it is done or not done. The very concept 
that the Torah says that this is what ought to be done means the enormous responsibility that one has in because what you could do, what goodness you can do when you're doing that, not doing that. Hold on. And there we see that in Kriya Shema. We talk to see that in the Arizal Shema. It says, it says, I, if Chas V'Shalom, I was pogam in the Yud, it doesn't say Yolos say by doing Avodah Zarah. It says, if I was pogam in the Yud, by what? By not saying Shema. Or by I was pogam in the Hay, by not, by, by not wearing tefillin. Or by a pagam in the tefillin. So you see from here that the positive commandments affect the Yud Kevavke. What was your question? By refraining from doing a mitzvah, you're lacking in drawing the energy of the Ein Sof. Refraining from doing an Avera, yeah, I mean, in many Mamarim we learned that that actually is much higher, because that's, 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 that's jump-starting the entire Indian. But here he's talking not so much in the observance of the say as much as comparing the non-observing of the mitzvah to the... The the, 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 the the violating of the positive commandment versus the vi- violating of the prohibitive commandment. Yeah. Um, the punishment is stoning. from this we can derive If we tell us that it's so severe when you don't do the mitzvah, so from here you can understand and appreciate the re- the, the the goodness of the mitzvah. The Indian schar mitzvah mitzvah. The reward of a mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. What is that? The godliness that comes from the mitzvah. Shebaham shachas mitzvah shebepchenas yud. When you're doing a mitzvah that is relating to the yud, what does that mean? What does it mean? You're doing a mitzvah. A mitzvah that see people can learn this wrong. If you don't learn chasidus, you, I mean, if you're not, you learn just kabbalah without chasidus, you can learn this wrong. Which means that one can understand this as follows. If I do a mitzvah that's related to the Abish to the Yud, it means I'm drawing light, I'm plugging into the Yud. I'm plugging into Chachma. If I'm doing a mitzvah that's a hay, like tefillin, I'm plugging into the hay. He doubted ever saying no. When you're doing a mitzvah that's a Yud, it means you're drawing the Or Ein Sof, the infinite one, into the Yud. Not you're drawing from the Yud. Yeah, that too. You're plugging your neshama into the yud, that too. But deeper than that, you're reaching the orin sof that is infinitely higher than the yud kevavke and drawing him into the yud. Mamshecha arachadasha, your mamshech, you're drawing forth a higher, a arachadasha, a new light, mesoviv kalalman, from this soviv kalalman, bibchinazu, in this bichina, in the yud. Vizahu, and that's why the opening words of Matan Torah is the introduction to all the mitzvahs. If every mitzvah is opening up a new yudke vavke, by the way, mitzvah, I mentioned this last week, I think, mitzvah is vav hey, the, la- the latter letters, and the first letters of mitzvah are mem tzaddik. And mem tzaddik is really a yudke if you switch them. Because there's a system called atbash, where you switch the first letter and the last letter. So aleph switches with tuf, bay switches with shin, gimel switches with resh, and so you work the letters that way. So if you do that, mem for mitzvah, Switches with um, with with uh, with the yud because mem is the tenth letter from be, from the back and yud is the tenth letter from the front. These two switch, and hey is the fifth letter from the front. Switches with hey switches with um, um, tzaddik, which from the back. So really, uh, uh, the mem tzaddik. If you switch them with 
It's really Yotke Vavke. So when you say do, it, do a mitzvah, what you're really saying is do a Yotke Vavke. That's what a mitzvah is. Do a yud kevah, because every mitzvah is a yud kevah. The reason why we call it mitzvah is because today's days we don't see openly the yud kevavke happening. So we are, therefore we're calling, we're exchanging the letters because it's blurry. When Mashiach will come, we will see that you did a yud kevavke. And so in your introduction to all of mitzvahs is anoichi, anoichi, I am Havaya. I am the yud kevavke. Anoichi, I, meaning God as He transcends it all. Havaya, I am descending through these mitzvahs into the channels of Yud Kevavkei, to be your power. Before, before you did the mitzvah, I was outside of you. I was outside of the cosmos. I was above it all. So I wasn't your power. You were living off a tiny little ray of me, but you weren't connecting to me. I wasn't your power. Now, Onoichi, Havaya, I myself, I'm going to come down through the Yudke Vavke Elokecha to become your power. First of all, to become your power. Number two, I'm called Elokecha because you made me Havaya. You were the one who created this Havaya because through your mitzvah you made, you pulled me into this Yudke Vavke. The Kaloi Marsha, Anoichi, who saved the Kalalman, the Anoichi is the Saved. Nimshach is being drawn into Avaya, to become literally your God. You should observe the commandments, and it says, that you should do them. I am Hashem. What does it mean? What are you doing? You are doing them. In order to make lasois bechinas ani liois havaya, you are taking the ani, as we said before, the word ani is really ayin, nothingness, representing God as He is beyond all form. You are making me be havaya. Rakshi actually is some shacha, but you can't have the some shacha However, the rule is that every ham shacha, every time you're drawing something down, you can only have a flow going down. It requires first a halal. The sages say, he brings it over here, ain't tipo yeredes chulum. The sages say, there isn't a drop coming down from heaven of rain unless two drops go up first from below. Because we know that mist, a vapor goes up from below and then it becomes rain. You need two drops to go up for one drop to come down. What does that mean spiritually? That the Ebesh, God only translates himself into our existence if we first initiate by lifting ourselves up to Him. When we nullify our, our comfort, when we get out of our comfort, comfort to surrender to Him, He does the same thing. He gets out of His comfort to surrender to us, which means to contract Himself to us. So that's why by Matan Torah itself, there had to be this Indian of we first giving, giving from our... We disintegrating from our existence to melt, to, 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 to break out of our limitations to open up to Him, which means by our bittel, that will cause God to come down. That's why the Torah was given. This will also explain a phenomenal thing the Alter Rebbe is saying by Matan Torah. By Matan Torah, God scared the daylights out of us with sounds and thunder and kolos and trembling. But basically, by the time God 
so to speak, opened his mouth to say Anochi, we were already kaputa. We didn't have any energy to listen, to hear anything. Because we were gone. He shook us up like, why? Because we had to become ayin. In order to be able to receive, there had to be a halal. We had to be, ele- what's halal? Elevated means when you go out from, the fact that we are a something, that's very low. That's very defined, very very stuffed. We're a something. To be elevated out of our somethingness. That's what the shook up, the shake up came. And the entire people trembled. They had a very powerful bitl. And then as the Zohar says, a ruach, I see ruach, a ruach from below, I see ruach goes up, and ruach and brings down a ruach. Okay. We're saying now, that's what Torah Mitzvah does. Torah Mitzvah grabs God and pulls Him down into the world. But who are we to grab the Eberstein? How can we do something that will stimulate the Orange Sof that He should even... That's what God gave us by Matan Torah. And for those who... I mentioned at the introduction of the class, I mentioned an amazing thing. This is the main idea of Matan Torah was exactly what we're saying right now wasn't the mitzvahs that we got, because the mitzvahs, that we, did, we only got 10 mitzvahs then. It wasn't like, there's still 613, it wasn't that. The main reason why God made such a big deal was at Matan Torah, He gave us the spiritual download into our souls to be able to stimulate something above. Or the words I used earlier, God planted a chip in each and every one of ours, neshama, that our actions should have such divine repercussions. In which, and, and only us, the Jewish people, that's why every single soul had to be there. Not for the commitment, because as a soul, you couldn't even commit, because you didn't even know if your body is going to want to do it. So why did our souls have to be there? Because everybody had to be present so that this chip can be set, planted in your soul. Obviously we understand that there's nothing we can do from our finite point of view, from our finite place. There's nothing we can do to attract them. It's like, you know, when, there's a, when the person gets lost in the middle of a infinite ocean, not an infinite, and there's a helicopter looking for them, and they're trying in the middle of the ocean, and they're waiting, and you don't see them. It's a plane, let's say not a helicopter. Helicopter's coming very low when it's searching. You know? But you have a plane that's flying over. You go away from today to one, say, ah, plane is down a wave. Yeah, why should your waving in any way even attract anybody? Someone looking out of the window, see, see someone in the water, you don't see it, nothing. Our nothingness, our utter insignificance to the Ain Sof is infinitely, infinitely, endlessly, a gazillion, endless, endless, endlessly more than that little peep squeak trying to, trying to wave down the plane. Why would... Oh, so obviously to be able to attract God, God has to do it. He, oh, but if you get, if he plants, if the plane, if someone on the plane has a communication device in which he gave you the other one, and they're flying on the plane. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you radio in, he'll hear it because there is a connection. Oh, yeah, but and he gave it to you. He, God gave us that 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 connection to be able to attract them in the deeds that we're doing. This was given to us at the giving of the Torah. And how do you know that? A non-Jew, a Gentile, who will study Torah, 
or he will put on a talis, he's not drawing anything. Nothing is happening. Only the Jewish people merited this in Har Sinai. Because in Har Sinai is where Hashem gave us this power to be able to connect the Ein Sof with the Elamis. So now he's going to explain, now this is what the angels were jealous. They were jealous that we are the big machers, that we're getting this power and they're not. And they wanted to get it. That's why also the malachim wanted the Torah. This, by the way, the secret of anti-Semitism. Why it will never, ever stop. Because there is a subconscious sense that the Jew has power. And they can't explain it. They just know it. And Chazal say, why is Sinai called Sinai? Because it says, from Har Sinai, hatred came down in the world that the non-Jews hate the Jews. From that time. To jealousy. But it's something that they can't explain. They don't even know what. It's just there. Because he senses that you have a power to do a mitzvah. He does. You know, you, know, you have the power to, 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 to go beyond it. He doesn't. And you can't live with it. Why? What makes you different? Most of the day. In the sense that both of them can't do it. Mm-hmm. They're closer, that's right. That's why, that's, why, that's why we're living in Los Angeles, the city of angels, because they relate to like the angels a lot. New York, I don't know. But over here, in but also the Malachim, but also the Malachim requested the Torah. Meaning they wanted this power. Give your glory on the heavens. It wasn't. The request was denied. And the Rebbe explains the deep reason. Why the Malachim didn't have that Mipnei? Because they are, their Nishamis, the Malachim souls, whatever, were not able to receive this chip because they are in a more disconnected state than the souls of Israel. The souls of Israel are higher than the angels. Their very beginning of existence comes from speech. Because God creates all of creation out of speech. Including the Malachim. Malachim specifically it says, um, it says, um, And with the breath of Hashem's mouth, all the hosts are created from the breath of His mouth. And since they come from Hashem's speech, they're called Alma de Isgalio, they're called the revealed world. Which means they are revealed outside of God. They're not attached to Him. He created them to be something. Okay? So their very existence is something. Shehem, which and now he traces it Kabbalistically. What does it mean they come from the revealed world? Shehem, Mepchenes They come from the external vessels. Neshamas come from the internal vessels. The difference between the internal and the external is that the internal vessel is completely unified with the one who dwells in the vessels, and that is God. So souls are unified with Hashem even after they are created to be souls, they're in a state of unification with their source. However, the, 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 the Malachim, 
um, are stemming from Omadrega, from something, from a koach in God that is meant to be dis- to meant, meant to be outside of Hashem, not inside. Which means, simple words he's saying, that the Malachim have a far lesser capacity for true bittel than the Neshama does. Even when the Malach is bottle, he's bottle, it's a far more, it's a, it's a much weaker bittel than the bittel of a Neshama. A neshama is much deeper unified with Hashem than a malach is. Because malachim are created from God's speech, and neshamas are created from God's thoughts. And we use the analogy of thought and speech in a human experience. You are one with your thoughts. First of all, your thoughts never leave you. That others can hear your thoughts. They always remain inside of you. You're very com- your person feels very comfortable with his thoughts, because it's very private. It's happening inside. Speech, however, you know, you're speaking, then... You're putting, you're giving, you're related, you're, you're going outside of yourself, okay? Um, but speech, the words exit you and, bec- and they become separated. Right? You can hear the share and go and take it to wherever you want to take it to. Completely far away from, share it with other people, thing. It's become, because I spoke it. Once you speak it, you can, but if it's in thought, it's still only with me. But then there's something else. Speech, the very power, not just the actual words, the very power to, of speech is a koach that is considered, considered a chitzoni is like a koach because I can choose to, 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 to activate that power or I can choose to shut it down. A lot of the times, you're quiet. You're not talking. Which means that the, the speech is not active because the speech is a koach that you use whenever you want to use and you shut it down, which means it's indicating that it's separated from you. It's like a garment. You put it on, you take it off. Thought is also a garment, but it's a garment that you always wear. It's like almost like attached to your body, that kind of a garment. It's always there. That's why you can't stop thinking. You can't shut down your thought. You'll always think. You can slow down your thoughts, meditation, this, that, but you can't completely stop thinking altogether. That doesn't happen. That's an indication that thought is far more unified with the thinker than the words are with the speaker. Since the malacham are created from God's words, they are inherently in a state of greater disconnect than Hashem. Nishamis are in an inherent unified state. Now, that's our neshamas when our neshamas are in heaven. When neshamas come down in the body, the body creates tremendous um, pull and pulls the neshama away from its connection with God. It's a wrestling, it's a fight. But the reason why the neshama keeps on fighting back and the reason why we can go through so much in our life, so much difficulty and so much hardship and so much frustration and so much failure and so much... Right? And still get up and come to learn again another week. And still get up and come to Davin. And still get up and try to do a mitzvah. And do tshuva again and again. Is because the power of our neshama's attachment. The neshama does not want to go away from God. Why? Because it's so deeply connected. Okay? That is the quality of the neshama. It's because of the greatness of nishmas Yisrael to begin with that God was, that they are recipients to receive this chip, so to speak, that they can, that they can shake the Ein Sof. Because they're part of God. They're not like, it's like Hashem Himself. It's not like something other than it. 
we're going to see soon that to really activate that power, it's not enough just the neshama. The neshama has to be in a body dafka. Which on the, on the first, on the one hand, that's weakening this, this connection element. That's true. But on the other hand, there's some other quality that we get through the body and from the body, coupled with the fact that it is a neshama that is essentially connection, it creates a combination that is the right combination to be able to do mitzvahs and to flag down, so to speak, the orange soul, the infinite, and to draw him down into the world. Yes? Not to the same degree. Yeah. The reason why angels don't have free will is because they're living in spiritual worlds where God is obvious. And our neshamas have even less free will when our neshamas are in heaven. When a neshama comes in the body, it's that combination that creates the free will. Neshamas in heaven, no. Because over there, they're, they're, they're even more sharply aware of God than the souls are, than the malachim are, so for sure they don't have free will. Okay. We'll take the question later. Because they come from the world of speech, the revealed world. As he explains, this is the external vessels of God, speech, the power of speech. They don't have the ability to draw, to, to pull, to, to, to affect anything. Even though Agam Nefesh, even if they're doing the highest thing, the Malachim are ready to Masiras Nefesh, to have sacrifice to God. and they're bottled to the Abishter. Now it's not that they don't affect anything. We're gonna learn later in the Maima that the Malachim affect tremendous through their bitl. When he says they can't be Mamshik anything, he means of the Orain Sof where Torah is drawing. That infinite transcendental light, there they can't, they're not machers, over there they can't reach. Yes, the light that God had initially attached to the creation, the malachim are the ones who actually keep it. They're, they're singing to God all the time and their surrender to Him actually is what keeps the motors of creation oiled, keeping it moving. It's not, but that's the, that's the life force of creation. That's not what we need Jews for. The Jews are here to bring something much higher and much deeper, and that is the Orin Sof, and that Malachim don't have any access to. It doesn't, it's not Noigeya. All their mysterious nefesh doesn't ruffle, doesn't um, ruffle any feathers, so to speak, in God. It doesn't, it doesn't excite him. That it should be drawn through, through their avoda. And that's the key word. To be mamshich, the soivev. The soivev kalama means the transcendental element. Kibi Yisrael, like the Jewish people. We could and they can't. And the reason is, The reason is because the Jewish people rose, not in speech, but in thought. And what is that? The innermost of the vessel. The inner part of the vessels become unified with the lights. Like we see literally. We see that thought is constant. Even not with a person, even when against the person's will. You can't, you can want from today till tomorrow to stop thinking it doesn't help. Because the thought is you. Which isn't the case with speech. 
which Sheberot in Adan Tolu, it's dependent on a person's speech. When he wants to speak, he speaks. When he doesn't want, because it's not you, you can put it on. It's like he gives an example. Can you will? Here's the thing. I could because I can take my glasses off. But if I wear my glasses, or even when I wear, and can I, you have your eyes open and say, I don't want to see. I really don't want to see. I mean, you don't have to look this way or that way, but if I'm looking right at that machitz over here, and I have my eyes open, I say, I don't want to see, I can't stop my vision. Because see, the power of vision is part of me. So I can't yet know it. I can close my eyelids, yeah, shut my eyelids. But the power of sight, something that's me, I can't stop. What I can stop is something that is a power that I possess. Yeah, take it, not take it. The brain of the person has the ability to stop himself from speaking. The, the moach cannot control the machshava thought. To, to move his thought, to stop, which means to stop thinking. Because it is because it's 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 completely unified with the brain, adam and the intellect of the person. and the Zohar refers to this He and his garments are one. Because let's understand something. Thought is also a garment. How do you know it's a garment? Because even though you can't stop thinking you can still change the thoughts to different thoughts that you do have control. You can say, I don't want to think this. I can't stop my thought completely, but if I'm thinking of one thing, that and I, actually it's a mitzvah, if you're thinking something inappropriate, to stop thinking that, to stop thinking something else. So you could change your thoughts. So you see that it's like a garment. A garment could be removed, but you can't remove it completely. You can remove the content, but not the essential aspect of it. But yet... It says about God, if Jews are God's thoughts, our souls are His thoughts. That's what I'm, And it actually says, the 600,000 souls are the 600,000 letters of the Torah, but these letters are not letters of speech, they're letters of thought. So our soul, every soul, is another letter of, Hashem, of the Torah, which is Hashem's thoughts, not Hashem's speech. And he and his thoughts, he and his garments are one. He unifies with his garments. He unifies with his, with his thought. Kihine, now he explains. The Zohar makes an interesting statement. He and his emanations are one. He and his garments are one. The phrase in, in, in Aramaic is, He and his emanations are one. He and his garments are one. So He and his life forces. So, the, the fact that the Zohar says he and his life forces and he and his garments is implying there's two things. There's the life forces. Now what are the life forces? The life forces are the spherot, the attributes themselves. The garments are not the spherot, but the thought. That's the garment. So we're saying that God is one with his life forces. The fact that the Zohar puts it into two different statements, he is one with this and one with that, is a sign that the level of oneness is not the same. If it would have been one, one thing, he should have said, He, his emanations and his garments are one. So that implies that Hashem's unity with the, with the spherot themselves, especially the first two spherot, Chachma and Bina, 
His unity with them is much deeper and higher than his unity with thought. And let me give an example from the human experience. We all have within ourselves a power of an intellect. Not, the, not an actual intelligence. An actual intelligence is when, I am, when I'm learning something, I'm trying to figure something out, and I come up with an idea. Uh, oh, this idea. That's already a specific seichel, a specific concept developed from the mind. And usually, every time we have a concept, it comes with words. There's always words, because you have some words there that are making it. The words are the thought. Right? And then there is the concept. And the concept, it's hard to differentiate through a surgery, even the concept and the thoughts. It's like totally mushed as one, but really there too, there's the idea. But then, there's the koach that I have, the power that I have of intelligence, before I even activate it. Before I'm actually, let's say I'm not using my cup now, I'm sleeping, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm relaxing. But I'm still an intellectual person. What does that mean? Where is the koach now? Where is that koach of intelligence before you're using it, where is it? It's totally one with your soul. It goes back in, it's totally one. You as a pure neshama, as a pure power of life, a power, a living being, has a power of intelligence. But over here, you, your mamish, if you look with a micro, you won't be able to find even that power. That power is one with the nefesh. Oh, that level of oneness is much, much oneer, much deeper, far more one than the level of oneness of an actual thought. Because an actual thought, yeah, those words are not outside of you, they're inside, only you know them. And they're mamish unified with the concept, with the idea, but yet, you can decide not to think it, and to think something else. So you see, you could separate a little. So he's saying that the unity with chiyu, with the first, with the spheros of chachman bina, are stronger than the unity with the, with the neshamas, with the souls. But yet, there is also a unity with the souls. It's maybe second level unity, but it is unity. It's much, but it's way, way above, even on that level, than the angels who are purely chitzonious. They come from speech, which is totally disconnectable, because it's not attached. And so therefore, malachim are not attached. Jewish neshamas have the ability, because we are, our neshamas are one with God. That's why our neshamas, natural, the nature of a neshama is to be bottled to Hashem. That's its nature, because that's where it comes from. That's its, that's its source, that's where it starts from. Kihine now explains that v'chiyihu, when it says, that's referring to the Chabad, the Chachma bin Adas of Atzilus. Even though, let's be clear, that God Himself, the Ain Sof Himself, Ram Venisa is exalted and elevated, Afilu Mibchenas Chachma, even from the first attribute, which is Chachma. The love, Mikolin and Midas Klal, because Hashem is not of any of these Midois. Afopikain, nevertheless, who misached Imchenas Chachma, God unifies with the Chachma, Leos Iu Vichiyu Chad, for him to become one. He is the Mada, he is the, the power of intelligence. And he is the thing that is known. God becomes one with Chachma. And then there is a lower level, a more external level. What is that? Him and his garments. He's referring to the thoughts. Which thoughts, which over there is where the thoughts, where the souls of Israel arise. Now, once you have already a particular thought, that's already a little bit more external to the soul. But yet, it's still unified with the thinker. 
You can't have thought without the thinker thinking it. it the, the two are, are together. Shemisachtim, they are unified. Baachtos with unity. Sheena yichud betachlis. The unity is not to the utmost. Kamoi pchenas chiyu, like the chiyu itself, but it is very, very, very strong. But if that's the case, the Rebbe is asking a question. If soif kol soif, good, I understand we're higher than what? We are higher than the malachim who come from speech, and they can't do it. We're from a much more inner place, unified with God, therefore we could. But soif kol soif, we're not unified completely with the Ein Sof. We're unified with the powers of Chachma. Where, is this, where are the thoughts connected to? To the Chachma Binadas. To the spheros, to the attributes. See, if we would be the Seichel itself, if we would be the Chachma and the Bina itself, well, that's unified with the Ein Sof. But we're the Machshava, which the Machshava is unified with the Seichel. And it's not the same unit. If so, how can we stimulate the Ein Sof? That's how can the thought get to the very pre-intellect soul, to the very ain't soul himself, and draw from there? Okay, given it's a given, we'll accept that we're much deeper than the malachim, but still, it seems to be something lacking over here that we should be able to reach and draw down the orange soul. Ach imkain ech zachul lekabalas. How will we zayich lekabalas haaras vamshaches? Yichud Oren Soif Baruchu, the Yichud of the Oren Soif Baruchu Mamish, Pchenasoiv of Kalamun, which is the Soiv of Kalamun, Pchenasanoichi Mamish, which is literally the Anochi, which is higher than the Yutke. So, how do we even get there? Ella, oh, so here he adds something of Aldeg. You know how we get that power? Mm, guess what? Not from the Neshama itself. A pure, bodiless soul is is even with all its transcendence and all its unification with God, is powerless in doing a mitzvah. It can't do it. It needs to come into a body. And here is where, interesting thing, the most disconnected thing is actually what's going to contribute the ability of the neshama to be able to draw down from the highest. So this is going to be interesting. The mila of the neshama is its closeness. The mila of the body is its distance. And yet we're going to combine these two things together to get to the real, to the real power to be able to reach in the Ein Sof. For that, the Nisham has to come down in a body. That's because you'll ask the question, if Hashem wants to give the Nishamas the, the, the power to do this, why didn't He give it to the Nishamas in heaven? Why does the Abish have to bring our Nishama down in a body and over here give it to us? It's tafku when the Nishama comes down in a body. And dafke into a vivifying materials type of a soul. Because this descent is for the sake of an ascent. Even though it goes down. Because here, well, you know what the body contributes? The body elevates the soul from the unification of a garment to being unified on the level of the kochas anefesh themselves. To be totally unified. Remember what we were say earlier, the koach of, the power of intellect, that's one with your neshama itself. It's iu v'chiyu, it's much deeper, it's one. Your neshama is the power of the oneness with the garment. But yet, when the neshama goes in the body, it's elevated from being a garment into that deeper unity of God with the, with the spherot themselves, which are unified with Him Himself. And therefore, oile, 
Mipchenas garmuhu, the neshama is then elevated from being a garment. This is what the Zohar says in many places. To become absorbed in the body of the king. Not the garment, to go into the body itself. But for that, the body, for that, how do you accomplish that? Dafka by compromising the soul and putting it into a body. The Indian and the reason is, what's the idea? Doesn't make any sense. Because we can, let's, let's trace now our animal soul. Our animal soul, the big troublemaker, the part of us that is so non-compliant with our purpose and mission in life, holds the ultimate secret for our ultimate success. Isn't that cool? Dafka, the animal soul, the beast, the part of us that is so, so, so hard to rein in and to get him involved in anything good, that's the part that, that, that has the secret key. Why? Because it really, if you trace the animal soul, it too has a spiritual source. Because all the animals in this world, their sources are the malachim. The animals are sourced in the angels. The angels are called chayos, they're called beasts. Any animal you see out there has an angel corresponding to it. Every animal, kosher animals, not kosher animals, they're all up there in heaven. Now, just like the physical beasts in the world have a source in the angel, so too our animalistic soul also has a source in the angels. From the face of the lion, the face of the ox, that's in the chariot. And what do we see? And here we see an interesting thing. So what's so good about that? Okay, the chariot. Oh, wait. The chariot is made up of what? The, cha- the God's chariot... When, when, when Yechezkel saw the chariot door, you, he saw a lion, an eagle, uh, an ox, and a face of a man. Four, four animals. Okay, so what are they? They're malachim. So we're saying that our, our, our nefesh of Bahamas is sourced in the malachim. Okay, so it's sourced in the malachim, but that's, our neshamas are higher than the malachim. We just explained that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's something that the malachim have that even though they're lower, but they have something. What do they have? It says by the chariot, the chayos, the beast, they lift, they carry the throne. So here's an interesting thing. If they're lifting up the throne, who are they lifting up? Not just the throne, but the one that's sitting on the throne. Who's the one that's sitting on the throne? That's God Himself, Hashem. Or, to be more Kabbalistic, or more, it, it, it's what? It's, when we say, it's not Hashem, it's the... It's, the, it's Hashem, but it's Hashem as He's manifesting through the spheros, which is called Adam. It says, I saw a face of a man. Hashem is called Adam when the, 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 the combination, the parts of, of the configuration of the spherot, of the attribute, that's called Adam. But it says the Chayos are lifting the Adam. They're lifting the throne. If they're lifting the Adam, so where are they lifting Him to? Where are they lifting God? They're lifting the spherot to the non-spherot range. What's the non-sphera range? The non-sphera range is where the aura is still higher, it doesn't have any definition, it can't be called Adam. Okay? Where God lowers himself down to, to assume a certain personality, he's called Adam, that's the, that's the spheros. But then there's the loy Adam. It's another passage, God says, I'm not a man. What does that mean? The Ein Sof, the Keter, the crown, the Ein Sof. And the Adam is being lifted up to loy Adam. Who's doing it? It doesn't say, not the neshamas that are in Atzilus, they're not affecting the Adam to go higher. What is doing it? Dafke the chayos, dafke the malachim. And who comes from the malachim? Our animal soul. So animal, animal soul has the same power. 
Just like the malachim up there have the power to carry something higher than them, which is the, which is the throne and the person that's on the throne, all the way into the Ein Sof, so too our animal soul has the ability to carry our neshama, which is higher than it. Our animal soul serves as a markava, a chariot to our neshama, to elevate our neshama into a total union with the Ein Sof, to draw down God through Torah and Mitzvahs. So again, the neshama itself is a very deep being, but lacking the real, real, it has, even once the chip is planted in it, it doesn't really have that power to, to pull the orange soul. Dafka, the animal soul, together, when you have the, the animal soul, because the animal has that power. As he says, raise the throne. Why is that? What's the secret of the animal soul? Well, let's understand what's the secret of the malachim. And the answer is, even though the malachim, we gave them very bad um, a press before, and made them really not into, to be, into very weak uh, entities, yet they, they, they themselves have a shorish that's very high. Why? Because even though they're created in a disconnected state, but why are they disconnected? Because how can anything be disconnected from God? As God is everything. How can anything be disconnected? The answer is, because once upon a time, a long, long time ago, there was some kind of an explosion happening within God, so to speak. There was some kind of a shattering of the vessels of a very, very, very sublime spiritual powers within God called the Olam HaTohu, the world of chaos. And that is what enabled energies, powers, uh, so to speak, sparks of Hashem, of those, of those kings, of those primordial kings, which were part of those sefirot, to become disconnected. So their very disconnect is because they're coming from a place that was once very intense, as we explained many times, that the shviras akelim that happened in the world of Toyu was because of the intensity of it. Because God's presence over there, the orient sofa, was so intense, they couldn't handle it, it exploded. Oh, so showing you that what, that they're really coming from a very, very deep, deep place in the Orient Sof. Where did these shards land? They landed in Olam Abriya. And therefore, what happens in Olam Abriya? You get the animals, you get the Pnei Shar, you get the Merkava, you get the, uh, the Malachim. So even though they themselves are in a disconnected state, they're rooted in, in, in their sparks that emanate them. In them is a spark of the primordial worlds of Toyu, which come before the entire spherotic range, and which is rooted in the Orein Sof. And that's why they have the ability to lift the Adam, the Sephirot, the attributes, to that Orein Sof place, because they come from there, even though they're disconnected. So there's an interesting interplay that's happening over here. Vezahu, that's what he says. From the level of these are the kings, Ashamolchu Be'eretz Edom, who reigned in the in the land of Edom. Lefnei Malach Melech Lebnei Yisrael, before the kings of the Jewish people. Edom means redness. Redness means intense, intense, intense. Very, very, very intense. That's Edom. And it comes from a chaotic world. Ela Shanaflu Bebriya. Problem is, that they did, it fell, it collapsed. So it's in the world of Bria, so it's a state of disconnect. But because of their elevated Shoresh, because they are Lifnei Melach, what's the Melech Lebnei Yisrael? What's the king of Israel? 
The king of Israel are the spherot. The spherot of Atzilus, the attributes that are connected to God, those are called the, the kings of Israel. But Edom had kings before. But that's why Esau and Yaakov, who is the Bechar? Esau comes from the world of... of, of Esau is the world, comes from the world of, of, uh, of Toh. Pure chaos. Elakach, and therefore Yeshlem HaKoach Hazer. That's why they have this power. Lahalos b'chinas adam sha'ala kisei. To elevate the man that's on the throne, the pchinas kiloy adam, to the place that's kiloy adam, that's not a man. And where do we find something like this, that's something that's lower? That animal has the ability to lift human. But we find that. We find that with food. Where does our food come from? Our food comes from animal. And the food that enlivens a person. Hagamsha Adam Ubchinas Medaber. A human being is a, is a medaber. He has intelligence. He's much higher. He's much higher than an animal. He's higher than the animal and he's higher than the vegetation. Because the root of the food is higher than the person. I was created before and after. Before and after you created me. The human being is created before everything. He's also created after everything. Before everything means he's on a higher level than everything. But he's also created after everything because the roots of the animals. Why was the human being created last on Friday? Because everything else has a higher source than him. That's why the human being when he eats, we have over there. What gives us strength over here on Thursday night? We have the chalent. Chalent is made out of vegetation. Barley, potatoes. And animal. There's a certain cow that's in the chalent. And together, guess what happens? We eat that. At least me, I don't know if... Uh, uh, and, and what does it do? It empowers the whole Thursday night chair. And without it, I'm telling you, it doesn't work. You try one week, there's no chalent. The whole shear is on a whole, like, there's a certain, like... Bleh. Why? Because you need, you need that power. Because they, they go back to their source up there. The sages say, We are created last, but also the first. And the same is also, There is a power in the holy beasts. To raise up the human that's on the throne. Now we say, okay, that is this interplay of the Merkava, the Malachim, with the Adam. Is where in the level of Markava, it's called Markava Tata, the lower Markava. That's the Markava in Olam Habriya. By the way, there's many levels. And usually, when, when, we're, when we're looking at Olam Habriya versus Olam Ayatsira, Olam Ayatsira is called Markava Tata, the lower Markava. And Olam Ha-Yitzira, for example, Yecheskel says he saw the lower Markava. And, uh, and um, uh, what was his name? Not Yeshaya, maybe Yeshaya. I'm not sure, I think it's Zechariah. Someone else saw a higher Merkava. And that was the one in Olam Abriyam. That's when we measure them within the two. But in, on a higher scale, even the one from Olam Abriyam is called the lower Merkava. And it's lifting up the throne, and the person that's on the throne, that's called the Adam Tata, the lower man. Those are the, those are the but then there is something called Merkavta Ilah, the higher Merkava, which are the Avos, our forefathers, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, they take the place 
of the lion, the ox, and the eagle. Um, Avram Avinu is the lion, Yitzchak is the ox, and, on, and, and Yaakov is the eagle on a much higher level. And they lift up the Adam, a higher level of Adam, where to also into the orange Sof. So this is the idea. The same is also the Avais. They too are the chariot. They elevate and lift. The six sides of Atsilus. These are the six spheros. Bichinas Adam, which is called Adam. There's the small face of God. That's the six spheros. The Zod's called. These are, this is called Adam. And the reason why he's called Adam, he's explaining. Why are six spheres called Adam? Because really, the six spheres also have mochen. They also have mochen. If they have mochen, they're really nine spheres. And the nine spheres, if you make nine times nine, is 81. So really, if you, because if you detail the spheres, each one has chesed, chesed, jebe, chesed, and the like. So nine times nine is 81. Then in each attribute, there is the beginning, the middle, and the end. So you make times three. 81 times three is 243. Then you add five powers of chesed that makes it expand. Um, that they just throw in there, just that you should know that you have no, you have no idea why, what we're talking about. But that's just for the, for, for the Indian. In any case, you add that in, and you get 248. Once you have 248, what happens? Oh, that's, that, that, that's a human form. That's why the spheres, the test spheres, Zeirampan is called Adam. The test palmim test are they peyal. The gimel palmim peyal for reish mem gimel. Vim he chasadim with the five chasadim or ramach. The five powers of ramach. Okay, and what do the others do? The others, now it's interesting, isn't, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little hard to understand this. He's saying the Avais, they are the Markava to lift the Za'ir Ampen higher. Hold it, isn't the Avais the Za'ir Ampen itself? Isn't Avram the Chesed and Yitzchak Gevura? So they are the. <laughs> See, in the lower Markava, you have the Malachim, and then you have the, you have the Shechina, the Adam that's on the throne. But here, the, the Adam is the Spheres. And who are the, who are the Avais? Our forefathers, they're also the Spheres. So how can the Spheres. Here it's the spherus raising itself. The answer is, he doesn't say it here. That's why you have to learn the Tovkov Samach test as well. Because there he just adds two lines and he made it so gishmak. Nah, it's the Ovos when their Nishamas come down in bodies. When the Nishamas of the Ovos came down in bodies, that's when they became the Merkav. Because that's when they're connecting to that animal soul, to that, to that which the Animal soul together with the others, together with the neshamas combined together, served as the merkava to do what? To the zeir anpin of atzilus to lift the spheros beyond outside of the spherotic range, above into the low adam into the insof. The, the and he explains what does that mean? azu and what is this elevation? Who bechinas? It's the idea of taking Hashem's chesed. And nullifying the chesed into what? Lifting the chesed up into its, into its big pool, into the source of the Ein Sof. Taking the gavura and lifting the gavura up into the Ein Sof. In other words, taking these attributes and dipping them, submerging them into their source. Where do we do that in davening? We do that always, every day. Guess what? This great idea that the others do, you do it and I do it during davening. And when we say, Vavarech David, 
we say lecha Hashem hagedula. Gedula is chesed, and also gevura v'hateferes. What are we really doing? We're taking all the spheroids that have been manifest already and expressed, lifting them up and putting resubmerging them into their source, so that the chesed goes back into the place where chesed comes from. And Gavura goes, and what happens to them when they go back into their source? They're completely replenished, they're completely reinvigorated, and they have endlessly more power than what they had before. Because they now rent, re, and if anything was what? Decided in the, in the if anything chas was decided negative in Hashem's mood, so to speak, in the emotions, when you replenish the emotions in their source and bring them back into Dune, from there you can switch everything around. And that's why every day by davening, we can change all the gezeras and all the dinim and all the judgments that could have been brewing upon us from above, we can clean it all every day. Because that's what the Aves really did. The mains one who did that were the Aves. But dafka the Aves in bodies, because in order to lift up the Adam, you need an animal to do so. And the muscle he's going to give is that an animal lifts a human being to places the human can't go. Even though the animal is much lower than the person. But the person goes on to the horse, and the horse takes him up a mountain where he couldn't go on his own. So, so too the Adam, the spheres, the spheres are stuck in a certain degree in being spheres. Chesed is chesed, and it's kind of fixed already. It's fixed in chesed. And we're trying to bring it all back into the place of Atik Yomen, the will of all wills, where there is only, we're going to see soon, where there's only life and goodness and, 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 and no chas v'shalem, dinim, no judgments. And from there, everything can be replenished in goodness. There's one Pasuk that calls God Adam, and there's one Pasuk that says Kiloi Adamu, that God is not an Adam. So we're taking the Adam and we're bringing him back to the low Adam, and thereby, and in our sense, and he says even higher than that. The midas of atzilus hem bechinas markava. Now, just like we said, the avos are a markava to the midas, and they lift the midas up. Here we're going even deeper. The midas of atzilus themselves, they are a markava to chabad. They lift the chabad. Chabad is chachma binadas. That's even a higher partsuf because there's many partsufim, and that's called adam, and they lift that because in general. Midas, even though we said before it's called Adam, that's compared to the Shechina that's called Behema, or the, or, or the Malachim that are called Behema. But compared in the Spheres itself, the Midas themselves are called Behema compared to the Mochin. Because what's the main character of an animal? Emotions. What's the main character of a human? Intellect. So the six emotions of God, if you compare them to God's intellect, that's called animal, and that's called intellect. And who raises who? The animal, even though he's lower, raises the other. That's called the real supernal markava. Look further. So we want to explain this idea. And basically, what is he, where is he going with this? This is all coming to explain one Indian. Why when our neshama comes down in a body... Our animal soul with the body have the power to elevate our soul to a place where it can connect to the orain sof because the neshama itself is limited because the neshama comes from God's thoughts. 
So it's a little bit of an outsider. But when it's pushed by the, body, by the animal soul, the animal soul pushes the neshama completely in to become unified with the orange sof. And from there it can learn Torah and do mitzvahs. And open up new channels of yutke vavke and fill the world with light and everything is great. But we need our body and we need our animal soul to it. The Indian who, and the idea is, now he's going to say something so important. This is so important what we're going to learn now. The idea of this, all of this is, he's going to explain what is the quality of animal over Adam. The quality over animal over Adam is, Kiza batika achet vital. Ze'er anpin, which is primarily emotion. That's what Ze'er anpin is, it's emotion. Even though generally we know that emotions are products of the mind. The mind conceives, understands, appreciates a certain phenomenon, a certain idea, a certain reality. The mind, the mind makes a, 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 an evaluation, good or bad, nice or, or not nice. And what does it do to the emotion? It creates an emotional reaction. If it's nice and good, I want to get close to it. If it's ugly and not good, I want to run away from it. So emotions are products of the intellect. That's only external. That's external. On a much deeper level, emotions are rooted much deeper in your soul than your intellect. You know, generally you think the intellect is higher than the emotions. The intellect produces the emotion. But in truth, the intellect is plugged into the subconscious on a more external place than the emotions are plugged into the subconscious. Emotions reflect more on who you are than the intellect. Intellect is the controller of the person, of the outer human being. Emotions are the sign of the inner human being. So even though when our filter is really strong, when our mind is really, really rigid and strong, you won't see that. You'll see emotions that are very much defined by the intellect. But when a person becomes unnerved, when certain things happen to a person that shake them up and for some reason the mind is not, then the pure emotions that are, the emotions are really rooted in a deeper inner place in the soul. And when the filter is kind of weak, for whatever reason it's cast aside, and emotions come directly unfiltered, they're extremely, extremely powerful much stronger than emotions that are controlled by the mind and directed by the mind. These are called essential emotions. And in Kabbalah it says, interesting, they are rooted in what's called mountains of darkness in the subconscious. Deep, 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 deep energies. Now you're not conscious of it, but it's deep conscious. You see an interesting thing. An animal is primarily an emotional being. A human being is primarily an intelligent being. Even though humans sometimes can be lacking intelligence and animals can be whatever, but generally, an animal is an emotional being. A human being is an intelligent being. They both possess a soul. Why is it that an animal has power and energy that a human being doesn't have? You don't pick a fight with a bull. You don't pick a fight with even a pit bull, a dog. Don't pick a fight with a with a lion, a tiger, a bear, their, their brute energy is so, a horse, they're much stronger than you. Why? See, because their body is built that way. No. Body is one thing. You can be a big, big, big body and not have strength. The real strength is the power of the soul. 
The reason why an animal, and animals have an inferior soul, but since animals are emotional beings, emotion draws the, the energy of the soul that is channeled in an emotional being is much stronger. You see, a crazy person is very strong. Sometimes when police have to take a person who is mentally, um, mentally disturbed, you need five cops to hold the guy down. Why? Because when there's no filter of intellect and the emotions come out, the emotion is the pure energy of soul. A human being is also a very powerful being. But because he has a filter in the mind, the filter in the mind dramatically reduces his energy and therefore the conviction that he has to fight is a conviction of intellect that has some kind of reason. It's not pure and emotional reaction. And therefore already, you can say 90% of the energy was just now... You're left with 10% of the energy. The animal is angry. He's experiencing emotion coming, gushing forth as is without that filter. So he's coming into the boxing ring. He's coming into the fight with, 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 with 100% of energy. You're down to 20%. They go fight with him. That's why the animal is strong. See? So this is the idea. Now just like it is in the human experience, he's going to explain that the emotions... The way God emanated the attributes is that the attributes are all functioning through the filter of God's intellect. As a result of that, he, God's kindness, He does kindness with the world. Eh? Everything is very mellow. And it's wonderful. It's very good. But when you want real blessings and you want really the world to really be kicking, you want to draw Hashem's emotions directly from their source. Not, not blocked from the intellect. That's the idea that the, that the animals do, the markava, is they lift the emotions up. They break it free from the constraints, from the filter of the mind, and allow the emotions to tap into the quintessence of the Ein Sof, where they really are. And there the kindness is irrational, insane, or rather, let's put it this way, super rational, super powerful kindness, and nothing can stop it. And then bracha comes without an end to the world. And that's what he says over here. The Indian and the idea is kiza batika achid vitalia. This whole idea that I just explained right now is in Kabbalah is phrased in this phrase. The Zairanpin. That the Zairanpin baatika in Atik Atik is the innermost of the crown. That's the place that's higher than intellect. The innermost of the Ain Sof. Zair Anpin, which are the emotions are plugged in, achid, they're unified, vitalia, and they're hanging, in Atik Yom, and in the innermost. Ki agam Even though in the world of, in the world of Atzilus, which is what? The actualization of all these, of all these attributes into an actualized form. Then what's higher? The intellect is higher than the emotions. Intellect precedes the emotions. There's more energy in the intellect than there is in the emotion. That's only in Atsilas. But if you can break out of Atsilas and go back into it, the, pre, the pre-range over there in the subconscious, so to speak, over there the emotions go much deeper than the intellect. Even though in the world of Atsilas, Abba and Ima, which is Chachma and Bina, are higher than the, than the Zeir Anpin, in their root, the midas are much higher. Like we see literally, that an animal is naturally much stronger from a person 
because a human being, as we said earlier, is is weak. Is much, much, his energy is drained because of the intellect. Because midos, in essence, have more power than the intellect. And that's why the midos have koyach. They go up higher than the intellect. That's why he's explaining why the Midos, the Ze'eranpin, can go up, can lift the, the, the Moichen also to a higher place because they come from a higher place. Hagam even though the coming into being of the, of the emotions is from the intellect. Now he's saying something even, even more. He's saying, even Midos that come from in the intellect, even when the intellect creates the emotion. Once the emotion is produced, the emotion is more powerful than the, than the conviction, than the reason that created it. There's more energy in the emotion. He has more power because he's rooted in a deeper place. That's why we always find that when we, have a, when we are in conflict between our intellect and our emotion, we hope that our intellect wins, but we know that's not always the case. We know that the emotions get the better of us. And, and, and like just shoves the intellect, all reason to the side, and then we're upset the next day. How come I couldn't control myself? Why did I have to say that? Why did I open my mouth? I promised myself I'm going to meet this person and I'm not going to tell him. And then I couldn't, I just, I just let him have it. And even though, I, what happened? Because the emotion woke up and suddenly it shoved the intellect to the side, the reason to the side, and it did what it did. And then, right, it came away. Uh, but, but what do you see? Because emotions are very powerful. Um, like it says in Idra, they're hanging on a mazel. They hang on a mazel is, is little here that come from Keser. That means the root of is from tiny hairs coming from Keser. And the, but the emotions are rooted in Keser itself and in the innermost of Keser. The Zerampin, the emotions, are rooted inside Atik. The good side of that is, this can be a very dangerous place, you're saying. Going into the pre-intellect, into the pure, raw, godly energy, where there is no, where there is no reason and it's pure, it can be a very dangerous place. By God, since God is essentially good, it's not a bad place at all. Over there you're going to experience unadulterated goodness without any limitation whatsoever. Because deep, deep, deep in the heart of hearts, in, the, in the, what we might say in the sub, 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 subconscious of the Ain Sof, like in its inner, inner core of Ain Sof, what's there? In, in, in infinite, endless kichafetz chesed, he has pleasure in kindness. It's a plan. And that's why the Zohar says an amazing thing. There's no left on the level of Atik Yomen. On the level of Atika, on the level of Atik Yoman, which is Pneumius Akeser, over there there's no left. Meaning there's no judgment over there. There's no restraining power to say, don't give. And that's the meaning of kin. And therefore, when God, however, runs the world simply, he's running it from a place of intellect emotions. So there, there's a lot of Chasfasham left. The left argues and said, meaning, Left side is God's judgment saying you don't deserve, you shouldn't get. You did so and so, you should be punished. 
That's only if he's operating from the intellect and onward. But if you, if as a result of whatever avoda we do, we lift the emotions up into their source, over there there's no, there's no limitations at all. And even a sin or even something against his will will not change the fact that he deci- when he makes a decision he wants to give from that place, he will give no matter what. There's nothing he can get away. And now he's going to bring the most beautiful thing to illustrate this. And it's something that's so negaya to where we're standing right now. It's unbelievable. And he's going to explain that. And that is he's going to explain that the, the, the kingdom of David, of, the, of King David, David HaMelech, you see that king, if you look through Tanakh, you see that God's hands down, I'm sorry for saying this, but this is the way I'm sorry. This is hands down. God's favorite is King David. No one ever can match up with him. Because he can sin, he can, he's always, there's like, there's like this contract, God's like behind him. Mess up, I'm still behind you. Do this, I'm still behind you. Others, they do a tiny little thing, they're bounced. Not with, uh, not with David HaMelech, Moshiach. Why? Because they're rooted in this place of Atik Yomen. Where God's love to them is utterly insane. There is no meaning, no rational explanation. It's completely and God's love to them and his and his and his and his commitment to them is absolute. Because on the levels of man, what is man? Man is an intelligent being. Since already God is restraining his energy and he's allowing it to come down only in what? Through the Kavan. Kavan is, Kavan are the three lines. Chesed, Gevura, Teferis. Which are based on Chachma, Binadas. Where there is consideration and evaluation. And then, once there's evaluation, once energy is already broken, is already, is already restrained, and coming down in a, in, in a limited, fixed way, there's all kinds of calculations. And sometimes you can, you can decide, let's say, based on someone's merits, that you want to do kind to them. And everything is running real well. Something happens, and chas v'shalem, the person uh, changes over the, the doesn't deserve it anymore, and over the kindness stops because it's based on merit. It's based on calculations. That's only he's going to say and say there is or the opposite. There could be a negative decree, and then when we do tshuva, we can switch it over. Things can change. Where can where can change happen on the level where God is operating like a man? A man is changeable. Um, because on the level of there is coming already in Kavin Chacham. Chacham is the right side. Chachma Chesed Netzach. On the other side is Bina Gvura Baga. And then in the order of evolving energy. If you say the Rishtalshalos according to the order of Rishtalshalos, so the God's conduct with the world is also in the order of evolving. Things get very divided. With a kind person, someone who deserves kindness, you will do kindness. It's all based on God's chachma. But on the level of atik, there's no left. There isn't any division of levels. And that's why there's no changes over there. And here, this Gavaldigin, and this is so crazy. And this is why Shmuel says to Shaul Amelech, 
Also, the Eternal One of Israel will not lie. And he will not reconsider. When Shaul HaMelech got bumped, when God cast Shaul away, and he ripped away the kingdom from him. Shaul HaMelech was pleading, and, 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 what did, and Shmuel told him, I'm sorry, it was given already to King David. So Shaul HaMelech cries, and he says, please, give me another chance. Give me a, I'll do tshuva. Let me, give me another chance. Shmuel tells him, no. Gamnetzach Yisrael, the eternal of Israel, lo yeshaker, will not, will not be, won't lie, meaning will not say the law, won't be untruthful. Ki adamu, because he's not a man, vayinochem, that he should reconsider. Not, he's, he's not considering. That's what the Eibishter says. That's what Shmuel says. But hold it. If God is not a man to reconsider, that means God doesn't change his mind. He, he decides something, he decides something. Hey, hold it. What's with Shaul? Shaul was initially beloved. He was beloved by God. He was the one chosen to be the king. And he messed up. And God did change his mind. God said, no, you know what? You're no more the king. I'm giving it to him. So you see, Hashem does change. If Hashem change, could change, so what are you telling me? Kiloi Adamu is not a man that he should change. If you, ju- I just experienced that he does. Till now he was, he loved me, and I was his man. I was his man, and I'm not his man. And when he's, I'm, I've lost my favor in his eyes. So just like it switched from Chesed to Gevura, why can't it switch back from Gevura to Chesed? The answer is, yeah, your relationship with God, you're right, can switch this way, can switch that way. But the problem is not you. This is what Shmuel told him. That's why he, and that's why you'll see Shaul is going to start hating David with such a hatred. Because he tells him, yeah, that's your rules. But the problem over here is that, I, that, I, that Hashem chose already King David. And David HaMelech, his connection to God is from a place where God doesn't change. Because David HaMelech is plugged in to this place of Atik Yomen which is a place where God decides something stubbornly, not based on any reason, not based on anything. This is an essential essence of who he chooses, and his commitment over there can never be changed. And that's why, sorry, there's nothing we can do for you anymore. Because on that place there is no changes. A commitment, and that's why we find David the Melech sinned more than once, and the Alter Rebbe says he did a few sins, and yet, yet, it didn't make a difference. It did not Hashem. And Hashem even tells in Tehillim, you see, Hashem tells David HaMelech, I've made an oath with you. I've given you a shvua. And what was karate bris? I made an oath. Even if your children will sin, and even if this, but I, I will punish them, I will rob this, but I will not take away the kingdom. You are the king forever. That's what Hashem tells David HaMelech. Why? As he explains it over here. That's what Shmuel says to the Shmuel HaMelech, V'gamnetzach Yisrael. Also, the eternal of Israel, loy yeshaker, will not lie. V'lo yenochem. L'fisha shol bikish memenu, because shol amelach asked, shetoshev loy amalucha, let the kingdom come back to him. V'heishev loy shmuel and shmuel said to him, shema achar shekvar nitno leDavid. Once it was already given to David, ef shulahavid amalucha memenu, the malucha cannot be taken away from him. Kimalchus David, because the kingdom of David. Comes from a place so high. Because this comes from a place from Kiloi Adam, where I'm not an Adam. And over there, there's no, over there, what is that? And it's not like the kingdom of Shaul. That means when God chose uh, Shaul Amelech to be a king, it was a reason. He chose him because it made sense. He was the right man for the job. That's why he took him. 
He evaluated all human beings alive. Sholem Elech was, it says, the, the, the Pasuk says, can we find someone like him? Or like, similar to what Paro says by Yosef, can I find anybody like him? So the same thing it says by Shaul, can we find, is there anybody that compares to him? That means it was a reason, a choice based on reason. And if it was a choice based on reason, he, he's now in favor, he can fall out of favor based on a choice that he makes. He's not deserving it anymore. But by David HaMelech, we'll see soon why, but by David HaMelech, it's, he's, he's, his, his kingship, Hashem is choosing him not based on a rational choice, not because he's the most fit for the job, but because God says, he's my man, because I choose so, not because of any reason. And therefore, on that level of Atik Yomin, there's no left, meaning even if he sins a bunch of times, he cannot destroy that. It's just there forever. Because over there, there's no consideration. It's just what I want. And God wants David HaMelech to be a king. God wants Mashiach. This is the Inyan. Da'ainu, as he says, HaMelech was chosen because of his tzitkis, because of his righteousness. And therefore, when he sinned, they took away the kingdom from him. But David is not so. The sages say, did one sin, and he lost his kingship. David did two sins, which means they did not, the sins did not affect him to lose his kingdom. Pidish meaning, the kingdom of David is derived from a place where God is not a man. And the Pagam cannot reach there. Now why is that? Why is David rooted so high? And not Shaul or no one else? The answer is, because when you look at all the tzaddikim, all the tzaddikim, all the ancient tzaddikim, you have them all, you see, let's take a look at this. All the tzaddikim are somewhere on the spiritual map. Avram comes up on the right side, chesed. Yitzchak comes up here. These are all the expressions of the spherot, the attributes, as they're manifesting in the world. And these are all the tzaddikim, even Moshe Rabbeinu, this one, Yaakov Avinu, here and there. There's one last one that has to come on the scene, and that's Davod HaMelech. And Davod HaMelech, he's the embodiment of Malchus. And Malchus is the last and final sphero. It's the most reduced. It's the most vulnerable to, to corruption and to sin. Just like Malchus goes down into the world, Raglea Yaris Mars. From all the tzaddikim, you would think that David HaMelech seems to be the least in the sense of sins, this, that. And yet, unbelievable. Why? Because Because the beginning is wedged in the end and the end is wedged in the end. And all the spheres were only, att- were only emanated to come towards this. Malchus the, the, the attribute of kingship, there is where it is. That's where the, the inner, innermost pleasure of the Ain Sof of God Himself, in which He emanated and brought forth the entire Seder Ishtasos, is for Malchus, is for David Melech. That's why David Melech Yisrael Chai Vekayam, forever and ever. And that's why the Malchus of Mashiach is uncontestable. And that's why those who think that there can be a change once Mashiach is revealed in the world. And it can be a change because of this, because of this. Babamisis. There's no changes in it. 22 years, this, that, gig. Nothing. VFS. Once an Indian is revealed, it's going to be, it's going to carry through. There's, there's Alamas Vesterim, there's concealments. You expect there not to be concealments? You expect it to go so smooth? 
It should be so nice. The Friedrich Rebbe said, I think the Friedrich Rebbe said, the Rebbe Rashab said, Mir Zenin for Malchus based David. That's what the Rebbe Rashab said. That, that's who we are. The channel over here, this is, this is the kingdom of Malchus based David. There is no, there's no changes over here. Uh, well, 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 of course. We expect it. This is the Abishta is going to, the Abishta loves drama. He's going to dramatize the whole, the whole experience. But this is the MS. The MS is that this is it. It's coming from a place that there's no Netzachli saw lawyer shaker. There's no, there's no, there's no change over here. He's going to see it through. Well, when, how, what, where, and when? Well, yet is yet to be seen. But this Indian, Kibchenas Adam, Vainu Fishapchenas David, Upchenas Malchus. David is Malchus. Venot Chilosan Besoifan. The beginning is wedged in the end. Veinoi Begeder Upchenas Adam. It's not on the level of Adam. Kibchenas Adam. Only if he derech v'seder ishtalshalos. Adam is the order of the Shtalshus. the considerations. God is responding to every level in accordance to its deservance. According to the deeds of the ones below. But in a place higher than Adam, it's not dependent, there's no left. Meaning, on that level, there's no judgment. Because he's above it all, nothing phases him. Nothing can run Venisa, exalted and elevated. Where do we see this? Where do we see that Shaul Amelech's kingdom came from a far more rational? God was being rational. And David Amelech Hashem was being, I'm using the term irrational, but really super rational in that choice. When Hannah was singing a song that she gave birth to Shmuel Anavi. She sings one of her psukim that she says is Rama Karni Bahashem. Hannah is the mother of Shmuel. She's saying Rama, it has been ele- elevated. Now the word Rama is referring to Keser. Keser is called Roimamos, high. Keser is called Roim. It says by Mashiach, Yarum Venisa Vagava Ma'oid. So the Zoyar says Yarum is from this, emanating from Keser. Yarum exalted, very high. She says, Rama Karni, my horn was, why? Because Shmuel is the one who anoints David the Melech. The whole, Shmuel was a very great tzaddik. Here's what. Moshe Vahara in Bekaihanov, Shmuel Bekaihanov. Shmuel is equivalent to Moshe Vahara, Gavaldi. But it's all irrelevant. Shmuel, big tzaddik, him this, he does, everything is good. The one final thing that Shmuel has to his credit, that is his ultimate ticket <laughs> for, for his greatest accomplished is his one thing. He is the one who anoints David HaMelech. Now he avoided Shmuel HaMelech too. Yeah, good, it's nice. And, and when his mother is giving, when her when when her, when Hannah is singing to God, she is saying, Rama Karni Bashem, referring to the her son who is going to anoint the Mashiach Hashem. And how is he anointed? So the Gemara says an interesting thing on this Pasuk. The Gemara says that when Shmuel anointed David HaMelech, he used a keren, he used a horn. When he anointed um, Shaul HaMelech, he used a pach. He used a jug of oil. And over here he somehow had a horn of an animal, and he had the oil inside of it, and that's how he anointed him. What's the difference? That's the whole thing. Pach, the, the, the jug 
is referring to the, the emotions of God that are coming from the Abishta's intellect. So God is excited, meaning emotions that are built on reason. That's the pach. And from there is where the anointment is coming. It's coming from God choosing him, excited about him because of reason. Karen is a horn. What's a horn? It goes on top of the head. That means that the, the reason why you're connecting to him is not from your head, but from something far deeper than your head, from your essence. God chooses David HaMelech from his essence. And that's why he used a Karen, not a, a Pach. And that Karen is Ramah. And, and the, the Gemara actually says that. Shol shanimshach bepach. The Shol, shol HaMelech who's, who, was, who was anointed with a Pach, his Malucha didn't last, his kingdom didn't last. But David HaMelech that was anointed with a horn, his Malucha is going to last forever and ever. Why? Because of Gamnetzach Yisrael lo Yishaker. The place of Pnimius HaKeser, over there, it's believable, there's no change. That's why Chana says, My horn. That was Nimshach with the horn. That's a very high place. Which is in the case with Shol. He was, he was anointed with a jug of oil. Whom Ebchenas Adam is from the level of Adam, Sheyesham Shinuyim, where there is changes. Like it says, Vayenachem Hashem, Hashem can change his mind. Alara, Avo Ebchenas Rama, but the level of Ram, Shu Ebchenas Atika, which is the level of Atik, the inner, innermost. Sham Kiloy Adam, over there, God is not an Adam. Elechein, David Melech Yisrael, Chai Vekayom, David Melech lives forever. Vezehu Tachlis Kolavoy Deisenu. And this is the tachlis of all of our avoda to engage God on this level. You see, without, without our Torah mitzvahs, without the Abishter kind of is in a relationship with the world, he's sustaining the world, but all from the spheres, all through the filter of mind. There is no, there is no, there is no, there's no essence in the relationship. There's no bond, of, there's no that... And we want to intensify the relationship. We want to bring us in. And that's the, cra- that's the craziness of a marriage. That's, that this this is, plays itself out in a marriage of a husband and a wife. They yell at each other, they curse each other, they scream at each other, and then they love each other, and they fight with each other. They don't know what to do. But, but they're connected. There's this madness. They can't, no, even if whatever, it's okay if it's stormy. It's okay. Good. That was, it's a commitment that's not reasonable. It's not rational. For whatever reason, people today have a hard time making those commitments on that level. So that's why every guy has got divorced. But it, 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 it's a deeper place. There's the tachlis of all of avoidim. The avoids, they are the markava. To lift the level of adam, to a level of loy adam. And to draw from loy from to draw from the level of loy adam, and that comes to Torah mitzvahs. God is going to be crazy about His world, and gives with an infinite giving. And that's going to be when Mashiach comes. To draw down from that place, that's going to be Mashiach's world, because Mashiach Himself is chosen from that level. To draw down from the Oyrin Saif literally, Bibchenas Adam, into the level of Adam. It's, the rest of the mimer is going to go very quickly. So, this is the main Indian. Oh, so for that, however, 
What do you need? In order to get to that loy adam, you need to get to the midos, the emotions. The emotions are rooted. Therefore, in general, in the human being, our godly soul is the, is the, is the intellectual one. Our animal soul is the emotional one. So when you take the, the animal soul, but the animal soul is a creation, it's essentially disconnected. When you take the animal, the neshama, and you put it into the animal soul, and then our service to God gets flavored, our, our service, see the love of Tashem, that the love Tashem that happens as a result of our neshama coming into an animal soul, the nature of our love changes. It becomes far more emotional based, as opposed to the philosophical soul as it is in heaven. In heaven, the souls are excited, everything, but it's all very reason based, intellect understanding. When the neshama goes into the body, over here is where it picks up this, in, this intensity of the emotions, dafka with its marriage with the animal soul. And as a result of that, it intensifies the, uh, the, the neshama, lifting the neshama up into that, into that madness, and thereby helping the neshama touch the Ein Sov. And from there, accomplish whatever it needs to accomplish in Torah mitzvahs. Hefresh, however, the difference. Shebein chayas ha-kodesh We just said that the animal soul, the animals... The animals of the Merkava, the Malachim, because of their rooted in this world of Toyu, we spoke earlier, and therefore they can reach up, they can lift. So, if the then then why couldn't the Malachim have the Torah? Don't they have it already? They have this ability. We said before they're separated, but on the other hand, we said that because of their emotional element and their source in Toyu, like in this, in this Toyu is, is exactly what Toyu means. Toyu is insane emotions that have no that have no that have no um, reason to them. They have they're just intense emotions. So if that's the case, and the Malachim have it. So he says, no, no, no. The Malachim Taka accomplished this, but they keep the Ein Sof connected to the world. They, 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 do, they do reach the Ein Sof. But they, they keep the Ein Sof connected to the world, but only the Chitzoniistic, we said earlier, only the external flow of God flowing to the, to the world. And in other words, Let's, for a moment, step away from Torah mitzvahs. Just look at the world without Torah mitzvahs. Just a plain creation. Ultimately, there is a Sederist Alshalist, there's an order of Sfirot and, and energies and everything. But where does everything derive from? After everything is said and done, where does, if you trace it all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way back to the beginning, everything is coming from, the, from God Himself. So there has to be some, some connection somewhere that's keeping the orange soul flowing down into the Yishtalshalos. So, whether we're talking about, see, Torah Mitz, as we said, adds a tremendous oomph to it. But even if you don't have that, there is a certain point where the orange soul connects to the first, to the, to the order. That too needs to be accomplished by somebody. Because we said before, the whole Seder Yishtalshalos compared to God is nothing. So what gives him that simtsum, that yudke vavke, just to keep, just to sustain creation? That's the malach. The Nishamis, the Avos, our Avoda, when the Nishamis and the Avos, which are the Merkava, and we, who we too are the Merkavas, we're going to see through, soon through Torah Mitzvah, coupled with our animal soul, when we do our Avoda together with the animal inside of us, 
we accomplish the same thing like the Malachim, but in a much deeper, inner, more powerful way. And that's what he's explaining now. Between the Chayas HaKodesh and the Merkava, or Beina Oves, and the Oves Shehein Heim HaMerkava, they are the real Merkava. On the Chayas HaKodesh we say they're Merkava. On the Oves we say, Heim, Heim HaMerkava. They are the real Merkava. Shebechayos and the Chayas HaGam Shetomit Marishim, even though they're making a lot of noise. Ubetelem, now that's positive, we don't want to make fun of them. They're making a lot of good noise. Ubetelem Ba'orin Tzayv Baruch and they're bottled to the Ebishter. And therefore they draw down from very high. It's a hashpa that's just enough to keep the world in operation. They are their markava. Their halah, their elevation. And therefore they're, what they're drawing down is on a much higher level. It's not just to keep the worlds in existence, but it's to bring news to the world. And what are the news? Meaning something new and deeper. And what is that? To bring new neshamas into the world. Because neshamas, they carry the real, real, real godliness. So to bring new neshamas into the world. Ukenoid, as it is known. Sheyashnei mini zivugim. As it is known, there's two types of zivugim. Two types of unions above. Ba'aba ve'ima in chachman bina. And when we say in chachman bina, we mean... Whenever we talk about a zivug of Chachman Bina, Ab and Ima, we're really talking about the connection of the Orein Sof to the Olamos. Because which, what's the first two spheres? Chachma, as I said, Chachma is the first recipient of the Orein Sof. Bina is already the first Kali. Chachma is hardly a vessel. So when we say Chachma and Bina coming together, it really means keeping the Ein Sof connected to the world. So there's two levels. There's a chitzoniyastegi connection, which is just to sustain creation. And then there's the pnimiyastegi connection of Abba and Ema, which means the lights of, of, of the, the orange soif funneled through Abba into Ema, which is into Bina, into the creation, but in a much more deeper, inner more energy, which is, as we said earlier, drawing Hashem Mamish into the creation. Which is through Torah Mitzvahs in the Ovis. As he says, there's two types of zivugim, ba'aba ve'ima. Chitzainim, the external ones, zivigayu tadir. It says in Kabbalah that Chachman Bina never ever become separated. It says, Trein Reyin, the Loimis Parshim. They're two friends that never ever um, part. Trein Reyin, the Loimis Parshim. But that is only Shulikim Oilamois. That is just to keep the worlds in existence. Ma'ashenkein l'chadesh anishamois. However, to bring down a new soul, a new light, this is a much deeper union. The Malachim cannot do that at all. With all their service, with all their Messiris Nefesh, they can't do it. Who can do it? Only Neshamas. And who does it? Can do it. All, all Neshamas can do it. And who does it? Neshamas of Tzadikim do it. Because they're actually doing it. They have Messiris Nefesh and they're doing it. And they accomplish everything. And in Torah itself, now, this is in general, that the Ovois, they're the Markava, and they have the Hala through their Mesiris Nefesh and the Amshach. Now that the Ovois are not alive, we continue to do that, but we're doing it not through our deep Avod and our Neshama, because we don't have that level of Bittal. 
We're doing it in a more mechanical way. We're doing it through the tools that God gave us to do it. We said before, Hashem planted a chip in our soul. And we're able to, through our actions, what it took Avram Avinu, tremendous mysterious nefesh to accomplish, we can accomplish by rolling a physical act, by rolling tefillin on our arm. So, but in the, but we said before, there's two elements here. One is to rise up, to stimulate the Orin Sov. And the other one is to draw him down. There are mitzvahs that are on a level of hala, of rising up. There are mitzvahs that are drawing down. For example, tzedakah is a mitzvah of elevating. I would think, I would have always thought that tzedakah is chesed. It's being mashpia down, it's amshacha. No, it says tzedakah teroimim goit. Tzedakah elevates a nation, goit. It elevates the nation. Pchenas Rama, it elevates the, a person who gives tzedakah, he's elevated to the highest height. The tzedakah you gave is taking something physical, earthy, and connecting it way up there. Because tzedakah is, he's explaining why it's such a halal, because tzedakah, why it's such an elevation. Because tzedakah is enclosed in physical. Kasev is of silver and gold. Shetachas memsheles noiga. Silver and gold that comes from klipa. Most people using their money is not in a holy, godly way. It's a very klipa dig away. And these are really, really stuff that have fallen down. They come from a very, very, they come from those sparks that have fallen from a very high place. Therefore, when you do a mitzvah with them, because they come, that's why they can rise so high, because they come from that very high place. That's why they have the power to rise up to draw down such They have a power to go up so high and elevate and draw down. Unbelievable. You see what this is? You see, a, a two, I got a three pennies and two dimes. Unbelievable what these 23 cents can do. This physical stuff. After the physical one. This one is even a Canadian one. Okay. These stuff right over here is unbelievable. This can this can go up into the because it comes from Tayo. And when you do them now, as long as you're not doing a God's wills with it, it's just a plain physical object in the, in, in the disconnect. The moment you're connecting it to Hashem's will, you're giving it to tzedakah, then you're suddenly revealing its pnimius. Boom! You're lifting up to higher than Atzilus than all worlds, drawing the Ari inside. Oh, you're stimulating. Then when you do another mitzvah, you're drawing down. Um, all physical mitzvahs. That is in the physical world. There are those that are elevating. Giving truma, which you give to the Kohen. A miser is tithing. These are all, you're taking a portion, you're elevating it. And then there are mitzvahs that are downloading, channeling down. Like tzitzis. Which has the third, the thirty-two pathways of wisdom down. Tefillin. It's also drawing down into vessels, into kalim. For shoifar and shoifar is drawing down from atik yomen, drawing from the narrow place. The cholzemaorer and all of this is being maorer wat pchenas anoichi mamish. Going back to the beginning of the maimer, anoichi. You want to get to the anoichi himself, that he should become havaya, that he should squeeze himself through the yutke vavke. To become a lokecha, 
to go down into you that the air you're reaching the loy adam. What's loy adam? That's the anochi, on, on, on a level that's way beyond man. Who laham misham is to draw from there libchenas adam to the level of adam. and this koyach nitenli yisrael bekabalas Even though we said before our neshama is very refined, and we also learned earlier, meaning it's unified with God. We also learned before that the power of our animal soul, because it comes from the Malachim, that is from the Merkava, which comes from the Olam Atoyu. This is all nice and good, but all of this is not enough to impress the Abishter. It only works because God implanted you with that chip by Kabbalah Satayra, that you can now, he, he connected himself to us. The Abishter connected himself to us, and he said, now, through the power of your neshama, coupled with your animal soul, which will create this which will create this, and here's the thing, that's why it's so important in Yiddishkeit, that we don't let our Yiddishkeit be cold and calculated and seichel dig only, because then it's like, it's only reaching whatever. It's not really, you have to get the, 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 the shtus, that's why the Rebbe spoke about, shtus the Kedusha. You have to get the holy, the holy shtus dafka, because that's the animals. And dafka that, because of the power of Matan Torah, can draw forth this, this, this power. And we have that power. Whether we do it in a chitzonius to go away. What's chitzonius? Chitzonius doesn't mean chitzonius above. Chitzonius means chitzonius by us. That our action that we're doing is only a physical activity, not engaging our inner soul and our inner being. Through the actual deed of a mitzvah. As we said before, there's two types of deeds. One going up, and to draw down. We also have power in a more internal avoda, in a more pneumistic avoda, which is the spiritual avoda, that our mesiras nefesh should send ripple waves into the inner, inner ain't self and draw them down, much more than the malachim. That too was given to us by Matan Torah, that we have the power to accomplish that. There should be a revelation of God, and the Orient Sof literally. In a calls and Nimshach Bekabalas Torah, all of this was given, was drawn by the giving of the Torah. And bottom line, Shere Akum, because a non Jew, he can't do it at all. He can't even connect to this even for one split second. What you can do your whole life, he can't even do it for a second. Even when he gives his life up for God, he can't accomplish it. He's just not wired. He's not wired up. He doesn't have that chip. He doesn't have the Wi-Fi thing connection in his, in his being. It doesn't make a difference what he's doing. He can splash and zets from today to tomorrow. It doesn't, it doesn't create that, that tremor that the Jew does. Why? That's why. You walk on the street. Are you Jewish? Are you, you're not Jewish? Your mother Jewish? And a big difference. The guy looks the same. It's not the guy. With, they're both sitting eating a salami sandwich five minutes earlier. And yet this guy can put on the tefillin and this guy can't. He'll change everything. Because he's not doing anything. He's not connected. It's unbelievable. And this is the idea. Now we'll understand why it says, Going back to the beginning of the Mimer, which we all started on, why God said it in one shot. The two words, uh, keeping Shabbos. Remember Shabbos? Zachar Vishamar is not just keeping Shabbos. It's relating to the whole theme of Matan Torah. Zachar 
is referring to godly energy being channeled into the world from up down. Remembering, that's what remembers. Like remember to leave the keys by the door. You tell someone. Remember to leave the envelope. Someone forgot. That's hamshacha. You remember because you can forget. Something small. Remembering is from, explains in the other mimer, from a high place to a low place. Something is low, insignificant, remember. So it's a drawing down. Shamar is to wait. Shamar means to observe, but it also means to, sh- to wait. As it says, Va'aviv shamar esadavar. So there are two powers in creation. One is halah. What's halah? Halah is where all the souls and all of creation and all of existence is yearning. It wants to go, it wants God's life. That's shamar. It's female. Chazal say, Zohar is male, Shamar is female. Female represents the chukah, the longing of the makabal, of the recipient. Female is the recipient. She's longing for her husband. She's longing for the light. She's waiting for the light. Zohar is the man channeling down, giving hashba to the makabal. So we're saying that these two powers that we have, Zohar, Vishamar, God infused it, B'dibor Echad. It was one infusion because it's coming from a place higher than halav Hamshacha. Hala, the, the, the lights are emanating downward. Shah is that Hashem gives you the power to stimulate. These are powers, these are all emanations or energies emanating from Him. But there's Atmos Himself, God Himself is the source of it all. He empowers the Zachar and the Shamar and He unifies them both together. So, as He says, Zachar is the male. Shamar and Shamar is the female. Pidishlashan Shamar Umalashan Vaaviv Shamar Esadavar. His father was waiting. Shuinyan Toicheles, this is the hope. Mimoishcha of like a, a prolonged waiting. Sha'ineha Makabul Tamid Elamashpia. The eyes of the recipient are always looking. Elamashpia to the mashpia. Kemoisha oni, just like a poor man miyachil is hoping. Umitzapen, he's awaiting Labalabayas to the Balabayas. Masen yitain me'uma. The poor man sits outside, he's waiting. When is the rich man coming home? When is he coming? The guy says, He's coming. He's coming soon. I saw, I heard he's coming. They're waiting, a long line. Masa yitain. When is he going to give him Layadai me'uma? Kacheneinu, all of us, we're all poor. Nesuyoisli Yeshua Sashem. Our eyes are, are, are lifted to the, the salvation of God. Take a look how much the Rebbe waited. Cry, begged again and again, we want Mashiach now. Not for a minute. And we want Mashiach. Waiting, waiting. When is this Golis going to stop? Like it's going to be when Mashiach comes. Then it's going to be Godly revelation in the world. Then eye to eye we're going to see. But until then we're waiting. Impatiently. Just like the malachim are also waiting. That's, we say in Davening, like the eyes of the servants that are looking up to their master. The eyes of the maidservant, she's looking to her mistress. Our eyes are to you. So what does that mean? Who are these, who are these avadim? And who is this shifcha? An amazing. Pidish avadim, he says, the servants, he metat v'sandal. These are the two malachim, these are the archangel Metat, who is the main angel in the world of Asiya, or the opposite. Metat is in Yetzira, the sandal, and sandal, he's, in, he's the main malach of the world of Asiya, that's why he's called sandal, because he's at the bottom. Sandal, like a sandal shoe. 
Shabi Yatsira Vasiya, that is in Yatsira and Asiya. And they are waiting for what? They they're the inner, inner, inner energy of the world. They know that God has to sustain them. So they hope, they're hoping. The shifcha, and that, that's the avadim. Shifcha is a higher, the maidservant is a higher level than the servants. So the maidservant, who is Bria, that's the malach of the world of Bria, the malach and the merkava. Just like they are longing and waiting. They're waiting for Ratzilus light. Their longing is so powerful. They recognize. They recognize the quality of the Einsoif. They say, holy, Baruch, they understand, they appreciate the value of it. They want it so badly. So to us, we're much deeper than them. Nishmas Yisrael, the souls of Israel. Even though we come from a much higher place, so we might also say that we're satisfied because we are plugged in Atzilus. We come from Atzilus, so we don't need to wait for Atzilus light because we're already in Atzilus. Uh, but we realize that Atzilus too is only a thought. We spoke earlier. Our eyes are lifted. And are hoping legaba atzmus einsof baruchu to the essence of the einsof, the loy adam level. Pchenas ki loy adam, the level of loy adam who sheyimshach misham to draw from there or chadash, a new light begilu yapnimius by him revealing the innermost. Kenal, like we said earlier, shal yadei alos man de neshamas atzadikim. We said earlier through the bittul, the mesiras nefesh, the longing. Of the neshamas of tzaddikim, nimshach yichud pnimi. This causes the yichud, the internal yichud of Abba ve'ima, which, as we said earlier, means new light to create new neshamas, new revelation in this world. which they're only affecting the chitzonius, the external. We're just doing a comparison, just like they shayadei just like through their halas man. Man means. Feminine waters, Maya Nukfen, feminine waters, just like their feminine waters, meaning their longing. Mamshichem Mad, they draw down. Mad stands for Mayan Duchen, masculine waters. Lekiyum v'chayas ha'olamos to sustain the worlds. Kesei the Rishtalshlos, they're just hoping they can keep the flu- the worlds flowing. They neem the suyos and their eyes are lifted la'orva amshachazu to this light and this amshach. Kenei neinu so to our eyes. Nesuyoi said, elevated. El Hashem Elokein nu. Tashem, our God, the God of Nishmas Yisroel. The Yisam Shacha Or Chadash. It should draw down new light. Melamayla Meseder Ishtalshalus. From above the whole Seder Ishtalshalus. Yeah. And this power, and as a result of our Shomer, that's Shomer, comes the Zachar that Hashem remembers and he's Mashpia down. These, and also, and we accomplish that also through our mitzvahs that we do, Halah. The mitzvahs that we do hamshacha, but the power for us to reach the orin soif was given to us in matan Torah, zachar v'shamar v'dibur echad. We're both given in one dibur. Pidish v'dibur echad nemer ayin lekamon v'ayin mashakasa gabe v'cholo amroyim es koy la shoifar chulu azayadas. Unbelievable. That was that.